it be? It's your safe! Despite the mysterious, malevolent energy sabotaging our weapons! Neutralizing our weapons? Ha! We'll simply rely on our powerful dash move that has saved the day for us during many a battle. <laughs> Using dash, we can jar those egg-like things loose once they're in your possession. You can throw them at the creature's orb-shaped eyeball protuberance. Which, what do they start as? Rayman, right? Yeah, so, like, and I've started the show, but I, I want to keep this conversation yeah, going. Yeah, well, Because, like, hey, what's this up? This is Angela's show, so yeah. game coming in. Yeah, so, Francisco and Charles here for Sports Goose 156. I've labeled it Peer Pressure. Uh, I, I was hoping Andrew would pop here because I wanted to rant on the Boston Bruins, but I'll do it myself then. But anyways, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we haven't talked gaming in a while because gaming is happening this week. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, this is a good week. This is a good like th the 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 last third of this year is of course the season, right? So like just all these games coming out. You're sending me all these things from <laughs> from uh, you know the the cheap gaming. A cheap ass gamer. Cheap -ass gamer. Yeah, exactly. Follow him on the Twitter. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Like all of that. Like it, it's it's insane. I haven't bought guacamole. I'm sorry, dude. Like this five bucks, man. Much, man. What is, I will I'll send it to you right now. <laughs> I love that series. I have but what we've been doing this. I played I started four years ago. I don't shut up about it. I legitimately yeah. love that series beyond belief. I'll take a third one if they want to make a third one. I'll take I'm a just so swamped with so many other games. Like I, I'm, I'm in Yakuza. Like I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm in it now. Like Yakuza Zero. Talking the time, man. I dropped three hours the other day, and, and like, they, like they finally like let go, let you go, let you do your thing. Yeah. So it's like you're okay, like in chapter three now, right? I'm still in chapter two. I'm not in chapter All three right. yet, but for I'm the most part. Two. Yeah. Okay, so for, well, for the most part, they kind of let you go. You can go into the freaking Sega arcade. I was playing Outrun. For oh I was playing Space Harrier. <laughs> like it's amazing. Like I'm wasting time playing a different video game within a, a video game. It's like Inception. Yeah, I'm I'm going to the freaking Smile Burger to buy a, a burger and just like eating. I'm walking into different restaurants. You can buy like liquor at any point and just like walk around all drunk during the game. Yeah. You know, and I was doing like the side missions. That's. That's they the just thing. randomly appear, which yeah. makes me like appreciate that more. Yeah, you don't see an icon over anybody's head. It's just all of a sudden, it's like, hey, there's yeah. a man who's trying to buy it, my panties. It like, happens. I'm go beat that man. It happens so naturally. So I did the one. I don't know if you did this one, but I was just walking around like trying to because I, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Because they're like, oh, you have to find the Tachibana, whatever, and you know, ask around like businesses. I'm like, okay, well, and it's like you put on the map, and they don't give you like, oh, go here. Uh, it kind of is, but I, I I can't explain it to show you right now. He he does say like if you just stand around, he'll just be like, "Oh, I have to do this," and you okay, okay, I got to figure out how to do that. But then like, and I, maybe I wasn't paying attention when like the, the cutscene that you know introduced that happened. By the way, I was just walking around I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just like, oh, I'm playing playing Sega arcade games first, <laughs> eating hamburgers, getting drunk, and just like, well, this is. Definitely the, the social interaction that you crave at, as a 34, 35-year-old man. It's you have to replicate into that. <laughs> Japanese man simulator, uh, which is uh, which is great. And I'm just walking around, and just like you see like a line. He's like, suddenly you're like, oh, there's a line here. What's this about? 
And you start asking around, oh, it's like a video game. And you start talking to this little kid. And his little kid's like, oh, I've been saving money to buy the game. And so, like, I'm like, okay, cool. And then I walk into the store. And it's like a typical Japanese, like, store. It's, like, super cramped. You're just walking around looking for the like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying anything. And then I walk out. And then I walk out. And then suddenly, like, the little kid's, like, sitting, standing by himself. And I start talking to him. And he's, like, he starts crying because, like, somebody robbed him. And so then yeah. I got to go hunt down the guy who robbed them. And then I rob. Then that guy, I hunt him down. I beat the crap out of him. And he's like, oh, I got robbed by somebody else. So then I hunt that guy down and beat the crap out of him. Uh, he pulls out a knife and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to, you know, find the game for my kid. It was sold out everywhere. I'm like, oh. And, then, and he's like, yeah, well, this is from, this is also a little kid's. And, you know, you're stealing a little kid's thing. Oh, I'm sorry. And, like, you know, a whole Japanese honor and all that type of stuff. They're so humble. And suddenly, like, the kid's like, oh, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten into that one. I got, did you get to the rock group trying to be tough guys? I, that's, the, that's the screenshot that I sent you. Where, yeah. where they're asking, like, oh, what do we say to him? And I'm like, Let's talk about puppies. <laughs> I, I legitimately didn't. I was trying to make them fail. Because I want but I'm like, I'll just pick the most ridiculous answers. And it's like, no, the most ridiculous answers are the right answers for this. Well, <laughs> it's telling your story, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. This, if I was a uh, uh, an ousted Japanese Yakuza man in the, the fight, 1980s. Uh, the fight mechanics are good. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. I uh, like the beat-em-up brawl style. Yeah, they give you the different styles, which I guess helps it open up. Um, I... Uh, the rush mode is pretty cool for me. I, mm-hmm. I do that. I just beat the crap. Like, okay. Um, I just I got... a big motherfucker. I just got... Be- I steal your money? Yeah. Yeah, I just got the... Uh, yeah, no. I, 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 yeah, you see him randomly for the first time as well. You just start walking around. I was like, hey. And then, and then like, oh, okay, whatever. I've beaten everybody, you know, at this point. So it's like... And I'm playing this on easy. And suddenly, like, I'm getting the... Like, He's beating crap out of me. I'm losing money. I'm like, I have like 40 million yen. What's going on? And it just takes you. Oh, man. And so, so, yeah. Have you seen him after he beats you up? Because he notices you and he starts like walking to you like Mr. T does um, or the tyrant does in Resident Evil 2 remake. You're like, and you're like, oh. Oh, I've no, I've seen him from a distance, and like I'm like, nope, I am walking around. I've still got money. Uh, I, you know, I bought some stuff. I went to, <laughs> I was at the Sega arcade. I got a little plush Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm over here getting plushes. I'm trying to get that plush from freaking Fantasy Zone. That's really yeah. hard to get. You know, I'm just like all these Sega references, like pre-Sonic that I still that I recognized. You Which know? we love. Yeah, you know that, that's why I know Andrews. I knew like, you were oh, gonna. What would you recommend? I'm like, no. <laughs> you're gonna go nuts on Space Harrier. I know that. I, I did, man. I, and I was trying to go to the second world, and then I died. I'm like, fuck, I, I get, I can't. Because you know what it does? It saves me actual money from playing the Sega Genesis yeah. uh, collection, and also or prevents me from having to buy it for the eShop, which I should just buy it anyway. I mean, I I mean, I just have to switch online, which you get most of those games that are on there anyways, except for Sonic, but uh, anyways, so yeah, Yakuza has been like, I finally, uh, I got into it now. Like I'm, I'm invested. Uh, As soon as they like, let me go and do my thing. I started like, oh, this is why there's like eight games in this series. Yeah. And ironically, I I think what happened was I saw the Bakamatai memes. 
Yeah. And I heard the song. I'm like, oh, this is actually one of my friends plays it. And she sent me back. I'm like, man, this is like excellent for a, for like a video game song. Yeah. And I'm that person who gets obsessed with the idea of how did we get here? Yeah. I need to know. It, it is unavoidable. I want to know. I must know. I need to know. Um, and I, I just go out and it was on sale for five bucks. And I was like, yo, I'm buying this. Are you buying this? And you, you followed me into that dark. Yeah. Dark, dark hole, which I think will open up after God of War. Obviously, there was other obligations I had to attend to. Yeah. And cater to, which I don't regret because that's tomorrow. Mm. So ready for that. Oh yeah, no, we're it's it's gonna be it's insane this week, man. I, I beat I beat Mario and Rabbids. So that that was like I think I got to like forty, close to like forty hours on that, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not even I haven't even hundred percent in it, but I've got like I'm I'm like a like 89% done with it. So I've almost 100% in it. I bought the DLC already. That's like whenever that drops, they got Rayman coming. I'm going to be excited for that. Like I'll I'll go back to it. So that'll be fun. I recommend it. Uh, that's basically an on-spots already. So that's like everybody knows. Uh, and then like uh, bought Sonic. So that's happened. Mm-hmm. And apparently he has his shoes for Sonic Adventure 2, which has made it worth it at this point. And I got a free game with that called Everhood, which is like six hours long, but has like good reviews. But screw it, it's free. An indie game, yeah, an indie game with like this fanatical website, which is like, like uh, I've gotten like already like three free games from that website already. Um, just like just go. signing up, so that's how they get you. This is why like PC gaming, like I've got like four thousand dollars worth of games thanks to it. And I can't even imagine you with. Oh, it, it would be absolutely like, atrocious. Yeah, you know, you know, Starbucks coffee. Pff, no, I'm spending <laughs> spending my eight bucks well, on it. That's really how it ought to be. Yeah, you know, like you know, my logic is if if it's the cost of a Crunchwrap Supreme, I, I can skip it. Hmm. You know, I, I will I will not have the Taco Bell, and instead I'll go elsewhere because games are expensive, and you yeah. know what comes out tomorrow. And do you hmm. think I'm paying seventy dollars? For God of War? <laughs> nope. no. no. Do you know how much I'm going to pay for that some bitch tomorrow? Mm. Zero dollars. Because I have the $40 for my Best Buy certificates that are expiring later in the month from buying the dryer. And then I have still gift cards from last Christmas. Mm. And what I would tell anybody who thinks I'm frugal, frivolous, or cheap, I absolutely am. Yeah. I get off Notoriously. hardest in yeah. life. Knowing that I can get a day one game for free. It was a Splatoon. Yeah. Like, on Splatoon 3 came out, didn't cost a single thing, and I got some freebies out of it. Yeah. This time I don't have to go for the freebies per se, but I'm excited for that. But I don't, I don't pay full price for nothing. I think my, my standard rate of gaming that I would buy, like, what's my soft touch kind of price? That's like, fine, I won't blink about it, hate it, is if it's 30 because the way that everything has kind of gone up in price now, food-wise, yeah. I, I can spend $100 in food and drink, and then I'm like, eh, 30 yeah. bucks for a game isn't as terrible. And listen, I got to tell you now, if you go out to eat in certain places lately, and it's like a 15 bucks for a burger now that's actually not yeah. a quality burger, and then they charge you like $4 for the soda. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, don't, don't get the fountain drink unless you really want that Sprite, which is understandable, yeah. because you're paying now the same price as it is for two liters makes no sense so if you're doing 20 and then you always do the compulsory trip tip and kids tip tip even though there's inflation and or not even inflation tip even though they raise the prices because at the end of the day if you know anybody in the server field they don't get shit man yeah but you're talking yeah. about 25 to 28 dollars for a meal that i might regret a 30 buck game i might not regret no 
No, so that, that's like my logic. That's that's kind of like my position on what the sweet spot is. I I, I position games basically like I I pro, like it's a value thing, right? So how much mm-hmm. are you getting out of it? So like uh, I I know I will enjoy certain games, right? I I, I uh, thanks to the coupons and all that stuff, I got Sonic. I got the digital deluxe edition, which is like. Yeah, I think it's like, you always get something. They have DLC coming out, too. Yeah, yeah. The, it's like 70 75 bucks, something like that, right? And it's yeah. like, okay, well, with the coupon, I get it for the base price. Well, oh, you take that jump. Yeah, I got I got it for the base price. And I got freaking three other games for it, like free, on Steam at the same time. So I got, like, and like and those games aren't like, oh, they weren't like, oh, you know, like those $2 Most games. Most indie games are 10 bucks, man. Yeah, like but they were basically, uh, the one that I got was, yeah, 15 bucks. The other one was like 10 bucks. It's like, okay, well, these are actual games that have good reviews and are competent indie titles and puzzle games and stuff like that. I'll, you know, I might one day get to it when I'm like 70 and retired, right? I, I can quit this, this, this law game finally. Like that's... That's that's how I see it. And I said, okay, how many hours are you going to get out of it, right? It's like, okay, so this Sonic game is 20 hours from what people are saying. Meaning, for me, a diehard, I'm going to get like 30 hours, yeah. hours out of it on, on the first playthrough. On the and, first... I, and I think that's why, to this day, I enjoy the Resident Evil series. It's why, to this day, I will not buy RE3 Remake because mm. it's literally only six hours. And I'm not putting 15 bucks in six hours. 10 bucks? Yeah, I can do that, sure. But fifteen bucks for six hours, I can get that bad burger. That yeah. you get it somewhere. Yeah, you know? well, I, you, yeah, you see that, um, like Martin Rabbits. I'm like, I paid full price. Yeah, sixty bucks. But I paid. But you and I, you are I, two different people. Though. I, you don't literally hate yourself. Like I feel disgusted <laughs> that sometimes I have to pay something. Like I, I get, I, I, I literally, it, it's, oh man, it, it is the most unsatisfying feeling it's like going to a therapist after you have finally come to cleaning and then you realize that your therapist screwed you over and mm. you weren't healed at all that's how it feels like this mm. idea that I was okay because i was doing this and all of a sudden it's like oh you have a lot of trauma that it wasn't unpacked properly they just told you <laughs> it was okay i yeah and, and i pull is... a sneaky on you you're like what the hell is he gonna mean by that because sometimes there's bad therapists out there yeah and they no, tell no, you, you, you and they don't you let shop you around you have to shop around with therapists like you have like if you get one and you don't click with them, you gotta okay. you you gotta cut 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 bait and immediately go to the next one. So, so sometimes you get lucky, you get them on the first try, but other times it's just like no. So, but like, yeah, no, this is uh, Sonic Frontier. So I got that. I still haven't got Bayonetta. I'm, I'm. She she coming, but I don't need her today. Exactly. She, she came out at a bad time for games, really. When you yeah, think about it. I got Mario the week before that, which wasn't helpful, and then I was or I was engrossed with that. I, I beat it uh, relatively quickly, and like I just don't know how you can come home from work and want to play video games. I, I'm fucking exhausted, man. I I, I you I do know. more demanding work than I do. That's the crazy part. I I wouldn't say that, but either way, I, I just uh like i know what i like right so it's yeah, it's true. a mario game i love the first one and i was just like i gotta get through this you know but by the end of it i was like okay i gotta beat this because if not i i'm not gonna 100 percent this on my first try like i wanted to but i'm like uh i started yakuza i want to like get that like get that running there's some other pc games i've installed on here that i started and never finished you know and then like uh and then i knew bayonetta was coming so that was a hit 
I was waiting for Sonic Frontiers to like to see the the reviews. Like that's a seven. Oh, seven is basically game of the year for Sonic. You know, sevens sevens are good. Seven seven and a half, right? So I feel sometimes we're too spoiled on those eight and nines, and we gotta realize, you know, the sevens are only unacceptable, truthfully, on those big double A, you know, or triple A publishers. Yeah. Plus, Microsoft doesn't make games anymore, so I can't even use them as example. They screwed up Halo, so. Uh, Yeah, and then like. and yeah, Sonic has like a stigma to him too. Like, there's, there's, there's probably reviewers out there that like can't bring themselves to give Sonic an eight. <laughs> I mean, there's literally people who hate Frontiers, and I thought Frontiers was just lovely. Or Forces, what it was. Forces. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Yeah, I, I thought Forces yeah. was just lovely. It was a Christmas gift, so it's free. Yeah, but you know, I maybe like that that, that colored your expect like, your expectations, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was fine. You had like, nothing to lose with it, right? So it's like, well, but it's also a quick six-hour game. Yeah. So I have I nothing to like. It. I think they sold it for like forty-five bucks when it came out. Anyway, like they knew. Yeah. And then it came out free because Nintendo, not Nintendo, but PlayStation and um, I Xbox got, were like, yeah. "We'll buy your rights for it, put I, it on the as a game of the year." Or, I, you know, I got, PS4. I got it for twenty bucks. So yeah, that's fair. Like I think that is appropriately priced for that game. I get six yeah. hours of mindless stuff that's sometimes cute. Yeah. And then I can play. I, I, the only complaint I have is I just didn't play as enough Sonic. That was it. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, it's a fast game. It's, it's you know, whatever. It's it's not the best in the series. It's just, but it's not the worst. That's the other thing. It's not the it worst. It's legitimately like an elsewhere kind of game. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I didn't hate it. It's just, I mean, it more like a bridge. Yeah, it's not. Which game. one's the one with the worst one? The one with the sword, right? Uh, Sonic I, and the Black Knight. I played. I don't. I, I think I. I think I emulated that, but I didn't. I don't think I played through it completely. Unless you want to, it's a sports show, everybody. Yeah. Unless you want to count um, <laughs> the remaster of Colors that didn't yeah. do so well in launch. And and apparently, somebody's remaking Sonic 06 on PC, and like mm. from the ground, and like they're fairly deep into it already. So I'm waiting for that uh, because I don't want to buy the 360 version. Because yeah. it's like, okay, they're going to remake it and improve it on PC, and Sega doesn't give a shit. They, 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 they're not like Nintendo. They won't shut it down. They'll just be like, oh. Sega is smart to understand free shit. You yeah. know, like the free publicity is better than, yeah. you know, paying for bad publicity. And and, and the Sonic fan base is... Uh, Booming. Weird. No, intended. no, <laughs> no we're intended. weird. We're weird. We're, yeah. we're a strange bunch of folk. But right now is a good time to be a Sonic oh, fan. No, this is... You had two good Sonic movies. I didn't see yeah. the second one yet. Um, you had... Screw this guy. I'm playing Splatoon in the background. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have to get ready, man. I have to get ready. We'll talk since we're on the gaming show. I peer pressure. We'll talk about peer pressure. I, I can't. I can't we're, decide. We're, I, I can't either. It's gonna happen on game day, and I'm gonna have to make the choice: do I pick my past or do I pick my future? And that's how I'm gonna get my starter choice. Because uh, I, I think that's the only way. Like I literally, I told you, yellow. I got ye- yellow. Is my first Pokemon game. I got yellow. Yeah. Like it was Pikachu, right? So then, like I got gold, and I chose Totodile. Then I uh, eventually got Ruby, and I chose Trico to start. And then I got uh, Silver, uh, or no, Gold, uh, the remake of Gold, and I, I chose Totodile again. And then I got the Sword, and I, I chose the freaking the, the, the bunny, Score Bunny. So I chose Grookey I, Pie. One of each type. His name is Donkey Kong. Yeah. And I forgot the nickname I gave him. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I had to, I had to give him something cute. Yeah. And I don't remember what the hell it was. So I'll like, have to load up shield. <laughs> I, I can't choose between. I have chosen every single type. So I, that's why I 
think the same way the logic has to be to choose what you were originally like, going to choose yeah. in scarlet or violet yeah or, or do i simp for like who do I, like the character that i like in splatoon that's representing the type i have no idea do i go with my big man ray guy or uh, i'm not sure but but yeah no it's 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 crazy that's the hardest decision that, that is legitimately like hard usually usually yeah, Splatfest, it's like silly and innocuous and yeah. you're, you're not going to be thinking about separating families and destroying people. This is one of those times where I'm like, oh, no, this could actually, you know, create yeah. the War of the Roses here. I yeah. get it. No, I think, uh, and they did it in the second one. Like, they had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. But I knew. I already I knew. I was Raph. I'm like, okay. This is oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. Is like, without question. <laughs> like, like, it kind of... He's got size. He's angry all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, me. He's, he drives the, the first movie. Like the first movie is about him, oh, yeah. <laughs> like he it's it's about him and his journey. He's also very underrated in the 2007 animated one, which no one seems to give love to. I I think I've seen it, but I don't remember much. From As it. Patrick Stewart, no no uh, shredders in there. And then, um, freaking yeah, that was the one I remember from the second one, which kind of gets me wondering, like, what are they gonna do for this one after the Pokemon one? Like, because like. Like the first one was like what rock paper scissors was like okay whatever yeah but like I'm, and they're like boom but I'm like okay what's what's with the like the brands like how, how's that like just these choices that we got to make oh no because I'm afraid of February or not February of May you know what May comes out Zelda oh oh which triforce oh no it's gonna be the triforce it's gonna be like are you yeah. Yeah. triforce of courage wisdom or power yeah so it'll be like I'm Ganondorf Zelda and Link. That's what it's gonna be. That's that's got. Oh, we already predicted that. Watch, that's it's gonna hard. be. Hard. It's gonna. Like, that's. What, what do you pick? Yeah. Do you want wisdom? Do you want power? Or do you want courage? Right. Because you know, I, it, it, bastards. That's all I'm saying. Bastards. Yeah. So that's. Oh, that's. Uh, oh, I'm already excited. Uh, so yeah. And then we got Bayonetta. You got God of War. Immediately, uh, hurricanes coming. You're gonna be bunkered bunk down. I got, a, I got a semi just saying, hearing that. So, explain to me how Nintendo was trying to screw me over my God of War time because I can't say no to a spot. Fest. You know this. Mm. We did slashes, we put five hours, and I'm like, I was dead time. Like, I got my caffeine, I might as well just have a fucking, you know, it's red, the code red It's the downtime, right? As soon yeah. as you, 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 because like in the last Splatfest, I, I did my thing, and then for like a day, uh, and then I was like, okay, and I, I did. The, the the worst thing was I got discouraged because of how badly our team was losing. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, we it. are getting absolutely, like, handled here. And I that think was the, the reason why we have bad teammates is because the appeal is broader now. It's yeah. not it's not secluded little weirdos. No. You know, it, it has now has a generated There's appeal. 100 million switches out there. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> because you got to remember, you, you know, came, 2 came out, what, five years ago? Yeah. And so it was the people who got it knew that they wanted it as a launch title. But then what came after that? Cart and um, Smash. Yeah. And that that's what really kind of led to it. And I, you know, five years later, I put all of them. And then three came out. And I'm like, there's never, like, you never have to wait for people, anything like that. Maybe five years now might be a different story. But this is going to be here to stay, man. I think that's the reason why they put in that three-year or two-year plan for DLC. And so these assholes at Nintendo are like, oh, yeah, you know that guy Kratos and the boy? Yeah. Well, what if I gave you something that made you addicted and you had to quit purposely <laughs> so you could pass the bar exam? Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. And what if we made it very important to you? I'm like, what are you going to do? What if you made decisions about your Pokemon? <laughs> what? 
yeah, that thing that brought you back when you were 10 years old, when you were watching UPN at 5.30 uh, in the morning, getting ready, and you saw Ash Ketchum and Pikachu. And this Pokemon yeah? game of all Pokemon. Like this one, the one I'm most hyped about. Like, I, I thought I was hyped for Sword, and then I got disappointed. But this one actually, like, you know... Like Donald it, Duck. You know, I can have Donald Duck as a damn Pokemon. Calls back to the homeland of Spain, right? Right. You know, the origin. It's not even Curry this time. It's like Baia. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, you know, it's like, oh... It's like, oh, they're gonna have like they're they're definitely gonna start doing like other countries aside from that too. Like they don't uh they're gonna No, I do me and my buddies in the Discord chat were talking about I do wish that they were a little bit more original with the names because they literally have like a a Pokemon named NACL, like Nessel, (laughs) such as Table Salt. I'm like, I feel it like that was my one discouraging with Sword. I'm like, that's just a rock with like a single eyeball. But I, I enjoyed Sword and Shield for what it is. I actually have to replay Sword real quick on a, um, a stat stuffer to kind of transfer yeah. my Pokemon from home just to get it done so I can get some stuff. But I, I haven't watched any singular gameplay in Scarlet and Violet, but it doesn't no. matter. You know, I I, I, yeah. I I enjoy for what it is, the wholesomeness. Oh, shit, I died. Um, but yeah, like, but how dare they do a Slapfest on God of War? Because I'm super stoked. It's like... 30 hours basically oh, the, is what's going to cost the, the reviews have come out right they're all getting like perfect tens yeah which place. is scary because with games that have like perfect 10 expectations the perfect 10 is given it's you know the um it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy but but the, I've the seen, pedigree for this game you know but i have gotten balls deep into this this is a sports show everybody i have gone balls deep into this because i replayed ps4 version and then i rewatched ascension to three um all the cutscenes. Mm. You know, so I watched the entire thing. I could have replayed God you of War the whole three because I have your head right now. Yeah, the entire lore, and then yeah. the problem is, it re- oh, I barely fucking lost. Um, it revised some things where I need answers, and I'm I'm just so for it because the fourth one had an emotional journey for me. Then I think I talked about last time, not last time, but a couple times on the show. This one, it can either have an emotional journey or not. But I even went as far. I I don't mute on social media. I, I have this you know player be played kind of mindset of looking yeah. into spoilers. I went as far as like muting. So Ragnarok's muted. God of War is muted. Kratos is muted. Thor's muted. Odin's muted. Boy, boy should be boy, muted. Boy, boy, <laughs> yeah. Like it is just, and because of that, because of that game, I call my nephew boy. I don't go, I don't go like, hey, it's gonna come. Boy, the boy's fifteen years old. I'm like, boy, his birthday was the other day. I had the car say boy, and then so those who know me, look, I've been following this damn series since I was like twelve years old, and it hasn't really given me anything to not want to follow it it's very yeah. nintendo s and playstation if that makes any sense where you can have you for all these long generations i still get excited for mario game i still get excited for um pokemon i still get excited for metroid zelda it's hit or miss like i don't need to play um uh, twilight not twilight princess but uh skyward sword yeah. because it's fundamentally structured differently and plus i do feel i have played the best skyward form of zelda. sword you play at like you play if you can get it for cheap like you say, that thirty dollars threshold—that's th- that's Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. If you get it for like thirty dollars or less, with you know that, then you're—that's Skyward Sword. That I wouldn't. Uh, I, I w- it's a Wii game. Remember, <laughs> it's it's a repackaged Wii game, and uh, and uh, I mean I remember some things from that game, but there's just like some things I just don't. I rem- like I. Like, it is a very wikipedia game yeah twilight princess i remember moments right wind waker i remember moments even breath of wild i remember moments in those games majora's but like skyward sword i'm just like uh, maybe like two things that i remember from that game and then the rest is just like okay all right uh maybe not the best zelda either like she she wasn't that great um 
And just, yeah, yeah. Is that up for debate? Because I think structurally, if the, the one who bucked the trend of stereotypes would legitimately be um, Wind Waker Zelda. Because she's a R, she's a pirate. Yeah. So, like, I like the personality, but she felt the least Zelda-esque. Well, that, yeah, that was the point. It. Yeah, that was the point. She, yeah. was, she was in hiding. They they hit her. And Which Wind Waker is actually probably my favorite Zelda, aside from Breath of the Wild. I, man, like, there's even debate yeah. that you can make that Wind Waker is better than Breath of the Wild. Well, people, on, on yeah, people make that, that debate all the time. Like, I'm like I'm surprised that the Switch doesn't have Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD on there. Because uh, that's, yeah. that's, like, easy money for them. I'm... And I don't, I don't know if I need a Twilight because this is my problem with Twilight Princess. It, it's a fifty-hour game, but truthfully, it could have been twenty-five because you have to revisit a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I understand that's the dynamic of what they did with their. You're riding games. a horse most of the time. <laughs> yeah, but you know the, the wolf thing was cool. You know, yeah. like fine because that was actually my first Zelda game that I ever played out. Mm. Because remember, like you know, when I was in SNES and all that stuff, when you're younger. I'm like seven. You don't play them Zelda games when you're seven. My parents didn't play games like that, so you couldn't get that help. So it came in later, and then I played Twilight Princess when I got my Wii. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then I just kind of went everything on it that I wanted to, and I played. You know, when Nintendo had the uh, the, the expansions and stuff like yeah. that, I played the other ones, of course. And I even like what they were doing, like Link's Awakening. Um, that was cool. Yeah. Like I like going to Kohana Island or Village in that claymation cutie. I would actually take that. I think they should do that with a Link to. The- a Link to the Past, I think, would probably be the next one that they should play with. Or those. It depends what you want to do with Wind Waker. Actually, yeah. if you do a Wind Waker remake, then you should just remaster the the two little st- side stories, the Wind Cap stuff, yeah. or whatever they called it. Yeah, yeah, I played Storm the, uh... Now, boys. Yeah. Oh, there's no Oh no, Andrew. So it was Storm Now, boy. <laughs> and so I'm God of War. I'm gonna bit. I'll get the PC version. Like Epic yeah. Games always has their their coupon that they give out. That's like, um, it'll probably be discounted eventually. Like Sony's putting all their games on PC, which is great for me. I don't have to buy a PS5. So, um, you would need a remote anyway. I think people need to realize why this is important to me is because this game is justification of me getting a PS5 yeah. and remote. Like, yeah. I wasn't kidding. I told this you is the first, I... this is the first one that's like, oh, yeah, this is for this. Yeah. And what cracks me up is people are like, well, really, it's just a maxed out PS4 because it was developed to be an all out PS4 game. Okay. And. It doesn't mean I, it has a hundred and twenty frame rate. Yeah, uh, I can't speak FPS. I'm good. That's what I had the TV for. When the true PS5 games come out, which I would venture Returnal was actually one of them, not Horizon Zero Dawn two or technically Forbidden West, mm. and that that I, I have mixed feelings on that game because I have the game of the year list, and that is actually not in the top three um, for it, which they're is surprising because re- they're remaking the first Horizon. Again, yeah. Oh no, you PS5. should definitely play the first one. First one, superior. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't. I'm waiting for because they're remaking it. Yeah, like, I, I, like, there's no point in me getting the first version of it on PC if they're just gonna remake it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't replay the first one, um, but it was damn good. Yeah, let's see. Oh, that's half an hour. <laughs> Any other thoughts on gaming? I mean, we actually uh, well, I guess there's not really much. There's like the. Like this is the end of the year, so that's basically my gaming taste for now. I'm just, I'll, I'll try and I'm just, I gotta dedicate the time. Like Yakuza, I want to beat this month. I, I really do. Sonic is gonna, like I, I'm gonna stop everything for Sonic. Like I'm installing it right after the show, <laughs> and I don't know if I'll stream tonight. I have to, I have to. Make hey, see, this is why time. I love it when you buy games to stream because I'm one like the creepers who watch it, so I can be like, this is my cup of tea. Yeah. 
Oh, no. And I did that with Rabbids. Unfortunately, I so when I watched you play last week with Rabbids, I was in the final world. I'm like, oh. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Because Rabbids is a back and forth game. Because you always tell me, yeah, you can get free. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But like turn-based strategy, man, if you can't hook me, if you can't keep me invested, I will. That's why everybody loves Persona Five, and I'm like, I understand it's a JRPG. And, okay, so the consequence of JRPGs, and we talked about this the last time it was a game episode, is that, that they are purposely too long to get to the point. I'm a very to the point guy. I yeah. am the Dave Chappelle wrap it up meme that they're they're going from there, mm-hmm. um, and, and doing that. I need to I need to figure all that nonsense out. Um, yeah, but, JRPGs yeah. don't do not speak to me anymore. But they have good epic battles, and that's the thing. Like, I get it. It's like I don't want to discount it and not make it seem like it isn't good shit. And like, there's parts of Persona Five that I like. I put twenty hours into it. I think it's really chill. But the whole thing of like, I have to go basically dungeon crawling, and you're not even you're you're face basically on the last chapter of a prologue in theory. Even though I attacked the first heart castle, and I'm like, this is people telling me it's like game of the year, and engagement matters. It's cheap thrills, but you know it. Cheap thrill games are just like okay, you do the bump and whoo, you're ready. Whereas you know, with my gaming, I need that dopamine hit. I work in a very intense field. I, I deal with people. You do too. Yeah. Sometimes I have to question my existence. I wonder what the hell I'm doing with my life. And then going on text crawls for 50 minutes doesn't give me that kind of release. No. Whereas there's Celine who kept dying in Returnal. And I'm like this bitch. And then all of a sudden I figured it out. And then I'm like on this one good run. I'm like, am I feeling my PS5 adapter? I'm like, oh my god. So that's a tale of two cities games because I can appreciate the JRPGs. One of my best friends is like, oh, you just don't like them as long as I've known you. I'm like, I have played them. Mm. I just don't understand why it has to be like the 90 hours. If you just shave 30 hours, I can make this 60. Yeah. No, I've, uh, I was looking at my list of games that I've beaten this year. Mm-hmm. And I think the longest, w- it was probably Death Stranding. That, that's yeah. the longest game I played to this year. It was it was 45 hours for me, I believe. Because I'm Death close Stranding. to beating a Worth lot of it. games. Like Beautiful a lot of that game. were like indies and, and little arcade titles and stuff like that that I, I just blast through. But like... Um, can we... Shout out to Kojima. I'm not going to sell my studio so I can make the games I want to make. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Because no. I, I knew it was a walking simulator. It's just the gameplay is walking. Yeah, was... Everything else is just chef's kiss. Yeah. It's 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 a stra- it, yeah it's all about strategy and how you get from one point A to point B, which is like any other video game. You get from it, point A to point B, but instead of just like shooting and beating the crap out of things, you're just trying to get just, there. Yeah, and, and just fucking mountain. Shout out to, yeah, got, uh, I climbed the snow. I climbed the mountain. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I, I was. I climbed that mountain, thinking like. Maybe I can just like instead of like going all the way around it in a circle, I'm just gonna go up over and it. We were just idiots. Doing that. Massive mistake. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring enough freaking uh, latches to and ladders or anything like that. Nope, no rope. <laughs> I got stuck in a mountain. Oh man, that's a. I, I died just falling off of it when I missed the ledge. I'm like, oh. Every time, and then it just falls and damages like a unit. BB going to a catatonic state. Oh my god, the guilt! The guilt, (laughs) and that's how I know that I need to get a vasectomy. Every time BB cried at my failure of being a substitute father, maybe say, like, yeah, bud, you know, just just snip, snip, Mm. just a little bit of a little there. Fantastic game. My last comment on video gaming before I guess we start the real show, Yeah, yeah, is um. Like, I will hit back to Yakuza after I finish God of War because I know I'm going to absorb it. And yeah. 
Uh, Yakuza should be a decent palate cleanser. And then the other palate cleanser will either be Beta, but I think it'll be Kirby. I did buy Kirby. Kirby's very chill. I think after I go and kill Norse gods yeah. with my son, um, I think being a fat little pink thing that likes to eat stuff is probably the best way to end my gaming year. And then when we come back for our beginning of the new year, there'll be the game of the year list for everybody here to yeah. talk about. Uh, yeah. So, what an enjoyable opening segment. Get a game. I, yeah. I'll, and I'll try and, like, my plan is, I think Yakuza is just basically, like, will be the in-between game, the same good, thing, yeah. right? It'll be like, okay, beat Sonic, all right, let's 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 see what Kiryu's up to. All right, then I'll, I'll play Bayonetta, okay, let's uh, Kiryu, okay, Pokemon, and then, like, by February, I'll beat Yakuza or something. And that's fine, like, because the game, it, it's not a game where I think you're going it's pure RPG, story. right? It, yeah. But also, the sensible RPG. It's like what forty hours, something like that. Allegedly, because let's not—we're discounting. Like, Aside from us playing Space around. Harrier and Outrun, yeah, and that's the problem. It's very it, ironically, it's very GTA back in the day, like San Andreas vibe for me of what you can do mm-hmm. to screw around. But I mean, realistically, it's probably thirty to thirty-five, which is super manageable, believe it or not. Yeah, at some point, if I get tired, I'll just blast through the story and be like, "All right, let's get this." Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Thirty-eight minutes, man. Yeah, uh, that was good. I, I enjoyed that. I guess Andrew's not here, so I guess I'll go on my little rant. Watch him just be here the entire time. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't get the chance to play video games. <laughs> oh, he's trying. He's he's trying to get into his PC now that he has like a I, I laptop. I don't that can know do a what bit. to ever recommend to him because I don't know what he likes. Yeah, it seems like he likes uh, he likes his old school PC games. So he I, he's on not good everything old could ga- be Mech Warrior and Command and Conquer. He's, he's on good old games, which is where you find all those old mm-hmm. like nineties two thousands PC games that are like like it's that still work on on modern PCs now. So that's great. Um, which is so contrary to me because you know me, I can't play you if if you old and busted now. I'm the new new. Yeah, and I, I'm I like retro titles. I go back and like, okay, well, I haven't played this and it's forty years old. Let's go. But um, what was it? Uh, yeah, no, it's hard to recommend. Like, uh, I tried Rocket League with him, but he got frustrated because people were like, yeah, it's people Rocket League and Rocket League's hard. It's it, you need you really do have to put in hours just to get <sighs> good at that. I put in like fifteen. I think I only played like a couple times with you guys. Yeah. I don't think it, it's hard per se. I think it's for him. Easy to I, learn, hard to master. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people want to be the offensive juggernaut, and that's not how you should approach those kind of games. For me, I found it more enjoyable if I was a good defenseman, but just don't make me the goalie. You know what I mean? He, like, I have no problem being like the front man. I, I will stuff. say this: he wants to be a goalie because that's like that. That calls to him. He loves goalies in hockey. That's super hard. He though, loves man. catchers in baseball. Like, and so I, I try and steer him. Like, look, work on off. Like, work on getting to the puck and just like working with that well, uh, not maybe... just that but he has to fine-tune and tailor his um access yeah. on his control sticks that stuff is look like just like a shooter is super important to know you know where everything's moving which are y and x sensitivity <laughs> yeah no that's uh like splatoon is tailor-made oh, yeah. for me already like i uh and i don't change much from like the default settings at all um, i go by splatoon. like 0.25 okay behind something like that like, like a... something too wild yeah, and I, I don't want to tweak it too much. Like now, I'm playing at my peak right now in Splatoon, man. I yeah. am absolutely. Oh, uh, your boy's been doing good here. I'm seeing. Okay, I'm getting ready night. for us. You having a good yeah. night? All right. I mean, I've lost a couple, but I've been in a thousand range. I, like yeah, no, I've been trying to up my record for the last fifty games. You know, on the on the on the app, they show you, and I think I'm I'm back up to like like ten games above. Like, which okay, that's that's good. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I get sometimes the bad hand. 
bad. So that's it. Oh no, like, you. Think... There are spells, and it's it's like at night you'll like late like at I night. Just right now. Yeah, late at night after like 10 p.m. You'll get the people on the East Coast who are adults, like not yeah. not little kids. All little kids have gone to bed, right? You'll get adults who are blowing off steam just like the rest of us, and you know this guy's master being a sniper and it's just just sniping people's heads off left and right. See, um, for for me, what I've noticed, and I talked to you about it, and it heard true on this run through, is I gotta avoid dying too much because the refresh rate hmm. to come back or the respawn rate. Yeah, I got I had ten thirty five at five kills. Unless you got the gear. Days. Unless you got the gear. Yeah. For well, that. that's the thing though, because you know what I like to typically turn for is unlock all my gear. Yeah, that's what I'm doing too. Um, and, and so if I just not die, if I can just keep my depth to like two to three a game, then I tend to win more. I think it's because I I I get too on the frustrated. Floor. That's that's my that's how I see it. If, yeah. If I'm on the floor, like you, like each time you die, it's what like ten seconds that you yeah. get to get back. Well, and, remember when we were in Mako Mart? Or my no, it was my Mahi Mahi the last, yeah. on on Saturday, and I was like super frustrated by just our other teams, and I just kept getting caught in the mid, trying to get the launch because I just couldn't break out of that habit. I think you just have sometimes you just got to be patient and wear people down. Like I was yeah. on uh, freaking uh, what's the one? Uh, the, the like what's one of the main ones? Uh, the one with that that has like the little bridge in the middle of it uh, that mm-hmm. goes to the other side, and you tell Ali. Uh, yeah, that one. You'll tell. Uh, yeah, I'm on that right now. <laughs> okay, so you're there, and so I've noticed like the sni- like snipers just park themselves right in the middle, right? So, oh my god! Yeah, and, and you're just like, but why? <laughs> and so I'm just like, well, uh, and, and I know when good snipers are good snipers, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna keep chucking bombs at them because mm-hmm. I've mastered chucking bombs. That's why my KD ratio has gone up because uh, I've mastered leaving bombs. And just Do you use the, the shaker one? Because I have the shaker one on this. Uh, I, I'm weapon. using the the original weapon, the splatter shot with the okay, uh, with the shield, shot. and also like it's it's. I changed from the arrow spray because like I I was getting the points, but I couldn't get the damage. Yeah, I wasn't getting damage, so people would just not hunt me down, and like um, it, it, the trade off was just not working out. So I'm like, oh, let me go back to the original weapon. Okay, I got now. I have an actual sidearm, like the side weapon that actually can scare people and kill people. Because uh, the arrow spray's uh, little freaking dinky thing doesn't kill you at all, so like no. I, um, I think I've only killed like one person with that out of. It's very hard to kind of get there. So like, uh, you know, I, I throw, I just chuck it in the middle, just like okay, boom, boom, and they have to back off, boom, because their 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 scope does not reach long enough, and you can throw farther than their scope. So I just like keep pushing them back, and if they're trained on somebody else. They won't be able to move, and that'll just kill them. And that I just love messing with them with the cart. Oh and no, that was perfect. You just I would literally them. come straight to them, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> just rush them, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic because yeah. you. I I have to prepare for what weaponry we're going to use over the mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. Um. So that's basically what it is. I'll probably still keep the same thing that you saw me with Sunday because it I was doing fine. Depends on the mode, right? If it's flat zones, and I'm just like, okay, well, we're. I might switch yeah. back to the arrow spray just because of. I just need that to. Um, to really kind of get the land and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just keep going. Just move. But yeah, my but evasiveness just, has just gone up now. See, my evasiveness is just whatever. You know, it's just because my problem is I'm always like a second too long. And like in sports, ladies and gentlemen, which is, is what the show is, Maybe. you have to just know when to throw the ball away. No one throw the ball away. Looking at you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. You see how we just transitioned yeah. it? It was perfect. We're at the 44-minute mark. But all right, so let me get on this rant. So the Boston Bruins, uh, they... Uh, clowns recently, but not clowns 
Uh, I, I would say uh, these are it's Gottlieb's goons, but it's 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 leaning more towards Far's felons in a sense. Yep. But it's it's just a really dumb thing that they did. Uh, probably one of the stupidest things that uh, NHL team has done in quite a while uh, from a PR perspective. So yeah, I I don't know if you've you got a gist of what's I've going been following down. it. I'm actually like committed <laughs> to the weird shit. Yeah, that uh, is hockey. Yeah, no, this is one of those things in hockey that's like that. Now that it uh, just the the outcry of it, you know, warms my heart because it means that the hockey community is changing, right? Slowly but surely, I, I would say hockey fans are the more. You know, conservative <laughs> side of the sports spectrum, right? Racist. Uh, yeah, that too. That too. Uh, you know, some some don't like the NBA. <laughs> well, to, to, to quote to quote Laszlo, fuck it, I'll say it, Mike. <laughs> uh. Oh man. So, uh, but anyway, so yeah, the Boston Bruins of this guy Mitch Miller, who was originally da- drafted by the Coyotes during in 2020 uh, during the pandemic. And um, and this had happened before with like Montreal with the Canadiens. They had drafted this guy who had, um, I think he was convicted in Sweden of um, like 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 distributing like pictures of like a, a girl he slept with or something or, or naked pictures or something like that without her permission. That that type yeah, of thing. Because, you know? you know, I don't know if it's a revenge people, porn thing. One of those things. One of those. Yeah, basically, it's either that or revenge porn. It's one of those things, right? So he did that. He got convicted of it, all this other stuff. And he actually did request, like, all these NHL teams, and, and especially the Montreal Canadiens, who did, like, draft him. Like, don't draft me. Like, just don't do it. I'll play out in Sweden and, you know, we'll try again some other time, whatever. Like, he, like he didn't want to. But Montreal still did it anyways. And then everybody was calling him out and all this other shit. Um, so that happened. And so the same thing happens the Arizona Coyotes. And the funny thing is they had like a diversity culture panel, like their owner or their CEO became like part of the NHL's like player diversity thing, you know, all this other stuff that was going on during 2020. Uh, They have like the first Latino owner in NHL history, first Latino team president and all this other stuff uh, in Arizona. And they draft this guy and they're like, well, and then, people found out and there was already reports like hey he's he's uh it was already known this wasn't like something they just found out like he uh back in the day uh from the ages of like 7 to 14 in this whatever sleepy town in Ohio he uh routinely uh uh beat the shit out of bullied uh a disabled black kid <laughs> Who we do not condone, you know, was adopted by two white parents and other stuff like, like just, just <laughs> like he That's did that, and he did that regularly from the age of seven to fourteen to the point where he made him lick, and this kid's like developmentally challenged, and uh, you know treated him like, like he was his friend, but you know he wasn't, he was just a fucking asshole, and um, you know made him lick a lollipop that they like, you know, wiped on a urinal. And he had to get tested for an STDs uh, because of that. And then eventually court order for all this. Uh, and he had to go through like community service and all these other things with these organizations, which he didn't do, by the way. Uh, they said that he did it. And these organizations are like, nope, he did not do that. 
Allegedly. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, like all that stuff happened, right? And then, like he he gets drafted by the Coyotes, and then like the. the uh, the initial outcry of people and the, and the Coyotes like, whoa, go. And then they finally, uh, they drafted him, and but they didn't do anything with them, right? Uh, they, they still held his draft rights uh, for a couple years. So they just, they drafted him, but he's he wasn't eligible for a contract and nobody else was going to pick him up. So finally, he's like basically a free agent at this point. Um, and the, the Boston Bruins, and you know how shady this shit was? Uh, if you looked on the Bruins uh, Twitter page, and, and I guess there are other social media pages, but especially their Twitter, they made the announcement. Uh, it's like, oh, Boston Bruins signed entry-level contract with Mitch Miller. It was plain and simple. They had just like the you know Boston Bruins jersey uh, as, as the picture. And the, the, the post before that happened like hours before, like, like a day before. Like, they hadn't posted anything that day. And usually, like, all of these sports social media accounts always post something, like, every hour, couple hours, right? It's like, oh, here's a dog wearing our jersey. Like, they're always posting something. Like, they never stand still for more than a couple of hours. But the Boston Bruins one was, like, empty for, like, like 10, 12 hours. Like, in the middle of the day on a weekend. So uh, usually when they're posting something and they have games that are going on, they usually post like, oh, whatever, we're traveling. Nothing was being posted. They knew that this was going to be a shit show. They knew it was going to be a shit show and they still did it anyways. At least whoever is in charge of marketing and social media in Boston, who uh, it's not their fault that this happened, but they knew that, oh shit, this is this is about to go down. Um, uh, so the, the decision supposedly... Don, I remember you guys talking about Mitchell or whatever his name is when he we, got trapped. Yeah, we talked he about it. He was the first it. pick in Arizona, right? He, he was the first. Uh, I think he was he a first round. No, no, he, he no he he was supposedly he had enough talent to be a first rounder. Supposedly defenseman. They take a while to develop, mm-hmm. uh, but he dropped down to the fourth round because the controversy because of all this right and the Coyotes being the Coyotes. Uh, who like you want the team to do well, but they just like every something happens. We're just like, man, this <laughs> maybe they should move to Houston or wherever, you know. Um, and so like, uh, they they post this, and it the the evisceration by the NHL community, every single one, reporters, fans, um. Like uh, beat writers, all these other things. Uh, the, it was majority like uh, I would say like eighty. Like you got ninety percent of the people that you know, like just like you guys are fucking assholes. What the fuck are you guys doing? There's that. Uh, Andrew had, had very strong feelings. On oh, that. of course, yeah. Uh, then you. Had, it's one of those things where I'm more risky to comment about the Kyrie Irving may not actually be anti-Semitic, Andrew versus. I'm not going to have an opinion on this Mitchell kid because I know Andrew's going to come at it because mm. I'll play devil's advocate every now and then with the guy just to mess with him. Yeah. But, but uh, it's not even, even I knew better. Not this one. You don't play devil's and people, and you know, there's fucking assholes on Twitter that are like, Oh, well he was 14 years old. Yeah. 14 is a very he, he, cognizant, fully developed brain. Exactly. There's that. Yeah. Cause at 14 years old in my line of work, you got to get tested. You got to get fingerprinted. 
at 14. jobs at 14. Yeah, you got to get fingerprinted as soon as you turn 14 in my line of work, which means, you know, you're you're considered old enough to be doing some really shitty things. And this kid has been doing it for, for years, like seven, eight years, right, to the, to the one person uh, and just saying all kinds of racist shit while he was doing it. So uh, he... Um, so, so just complete, like, everybody was getting on top of them. You know, fucking assholes who were like, well, uh, who here was perfect when they were a teenager? That's, I wasn't, like, bullying kids that, with disabilities. Yeah, and no. That, that yeah, and doing that shit, that shit's like sociopathic psychopath shit. That, you know, it's, it's you know, God knows what else he made him do. Lick exactly. Pop and then look this. I'm just saying. And, you know, it starts at a young age. Like, you, you, like, like if, and it's like, you guys... If you guys are okay with that shit, man, I feel yeah, sorry for we your we kids. We, we don't need your followers. If you exactly. Guys even I don't give them. a shit, man. I got way more followers on several things. But anyways, like uh, the Boston Bruins were... Ah, ah, oh, damn. They sent out their GM to take questions from the reporters in a teleconference. Uh, he, he's like, well... And he you could... I don't know if this was exactly his decision. We don't know if it came from the team president, Cam Neely, who was a former Boston Bruin uh, player. Uh, and uh, it, the, In hockey, they have the, bo- the good old boys club, right? Just guys who have been in the game and they're old school. And there's a, like you have this culture of guys that are not very progressive and types of things. Or, or that's just not even very tone deaf, or very either. tone deaf, right? And they just want to do what they want to do, and it's all about hockey and about winning. Um, so he's they're they're asking these questions, and he's like, you could tell he do like you see it in his eyes, like, well, this this well, this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're boned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're bender. We're boned. They thought they could sneak it under. Like, oh, two years later, whatever. Maybe people forgot. Nah, it's, it's the social media age, dude. Controversy makes people put eyes on the product. Exactly. ESPN, which has done a decent job, you know, with uh, their hockey broadcasting, yeah, I would say, yeah. since they got the license rights, would be like, like this is wrong because there's always a way to spin it. Mm-hmm. There's always a there's always a march. There's always a month. Yeah. There's always something to stand against and stand up against something, you know, and for them, they're like, oh, this is perfect. Special Olympics are a very big proponent. And if you're going to have that broadcasting, people might be like, I don't want to watch these. And Boston is a very big demographic <laughs> I, of teams. I, um, I, I tweeted out. I tweeted out. I was just like, 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 first off, um, like this doesn't help Boston's reputation as a city as far as their racial <laughs> Racial, yeah, yeah. Uh, racial, yeah. Uh, you know they, they've been notorious for with players and like, especially the NBA and the NFL uh, for like racism, and all this type of stuff. Um, heck, KG didn't want to go initially to Boston because of it. Um, so there was that. Uh, second of all, this is like a kid from. He's not even a kid. He's a fucking man. I'm not. I, people yeah, kept saying he's kid. He's a fucking man. All right. He's like. He's like 19 years old or, or 20 years old at this point. He's a fucking dude, okay? Uh, he's not a fucking kid. So uh, they didn't have to make this signing. They're in first place in the NHL. They've got enough prospects. Uh, he, he was a fourth rounder. Defensemen rarely work out, especially uh, 
deep into that draft and allegedly he had the talent for it. It, it, it was something that didn't need to happen, right? There's always new defensemen coming out every year. Believe me. It was something they didn't need to do. Um, supposedly, other teams were in on it, too, trying to see if they could. But apparently, Boston was the one. So I tweeted to the Panthers GM, his twi- Twitter account with my own personal one, telling him, like, dude, if you're ever in this situation, just protect your integrity and the integrity of the franchise overdoing this i'd rather we be in last place than do this <laughs> yeah you know like this kid is not going to be this this fucking asshole it's not going to be in a savior of franchise so there was that um well, and i, I do good... think that there's a comp sometimes yeah. with i mean how do i and i'm gonna really it's gonna go it's from left field yeah. but it's something Dante Sawolf killed a guy and he still got to play in the nfl wow. and it was a drunk driving you know situation but there Heck, is leniency it's to a degree. Hockey. It's happened it's in hockey. hockey. Um, yeah. uh, there was a, a guy, Craig McTavish, uh, who played for the Oilers, won Stanley Cups with them and all that stuff. He, when he was a young, uh, starting out in the NHL, he was in jail for two years because he uh, um, uh, voluntary manslaughter from uh, vehicular manslaughter, uh, homicide from yeah. uh, drinking and driving, and he killed a woman. Uh, and he actually... He talked with the. He still talks with that family. Yeah, that, <laughs> that he that's kept, creepy. Like he's like, because they were like, oh, we got to talk to like he's and he's like he felt so guilt like he, he's like, like I I can't like I'm a part of their lives forever you know because of this because of what I took away from them, uh, so there's, I but he did his things to me. He still does. Uh, he goes around schools and places you know talking about dangers of drinking and driving like he lived it, um, yeah. but this guy hasn't done shit to prove that he's changed. And that was the other thing uh, that some people were like, oh, he was 14. But what has he done since then to well, no show? One, no one's going to hold accountability of what he did at 14. That's exactly. The thing. Like well, all the but, stupid stuff that you but do somebody at pointed out, It's not stupid stuff. It's exactly. wrong stuff. But somebody pointed out, okay, at 14, accountability, whatever, 14-year-olds, we get it. We get that. Even someone as insane as that doing that shit but as an adult as he is now they were we got to hold him accountable for his actions now because he hasn't done anything to warrant this to warrant being signed to an nhl entry-level contract okay and the bruins didn't even give the minimum they didn't give him the minimum that was the other thing it's like well they could have just stuck the no they gave him more than what was uh what was allowed bigger money Meaning they outbid some other teams, and I bet those teams are keeping quiet as to who they are, um, and uh, and so I'm all over the place trying to get to the to this. But he, the, well, I mean, kept... I think you hit a strong point. Exactly, is the fact that they they not only did they misappropriately vet him, they also didn't sign him to a minimum amount of money. They put it in incentive because right. he probably wasn't going to play over there. So there was that. Uh, holding him into accountable as an adult, which people were doing because, like, what have you done, dude? What are you doing? Huh? You're just sitting around, and you're you're playing on the uh, in the USHL, which is like I don't know what level of minor league hockey it is, but it's pretty low. Okay, uh, you're in the USHL, but you're not doing anything. You're not like Craig McTavish going around doing freaking. Uh, going to school, drinking and driving, doing all these other t- talking to people, like just just being that. 
uh, you're not doing any of that. You're not you're not volunteering anywhere. You're not. You're you're not you're not you're not doing well. Here's my black friend. You, you but, don't, even, but, you don't but, even do that. You don't have Instagram photos of you with like. Here's my black friend. You didn't even do that. Like well, I think that makes it even more racist, Francisco. It's like it's like I, here's at my, least here's my, at least oh, it's an effort. Boy, if I, 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 the inner Andrews come in because I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna say it in a very Dennis Reynolds tone, and I oh, hope boy. Andrew is able. He can't just go there and be like this is my black friend. This is my disabled friend. It, it, there's some things you don't. There's some things. That's like Kyrie Irving would be like, I'm not anti-Semitic. I have a Jewish friend. There's me, some things that you don't come back from. It reminds me of the episode where the, um, they, they, the Wolf Cola got in trouble for, yes. for Boko Haram. And they went yeah. on the news. And then he people find out he hates dogs. Yeah. Well, it, 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 sometimes it's the fact that he that Mitchell did is something that's so extreme yes that you you can't really find a way out to say unless there's your own accountability I can I, I, I will be like look it's hard to come back from that right yeah, that's gonna that follow way. him for the rest of his life especially now with social media like people are you just search his name it's all over the place but like and it's a pretty it's pretty egregious of events as exactly exactly and, like I've seen, and we and we have like we we tip, and you know what? Because f him, because I have to always insult him against chance. You have Deshaun Watson who has allegations <laughs> yeah. of sexual assault, sexual battery, suspended for eleven games, and his whole base is like, I didn't assault them; they had consensual sex with me. And then you have to really parse that, and it might be something mm. that could be a toss in the air. Truthfully, you know, taking away the tribalism that we sometimes have on mm. opinions and then actual facts without being there, the truth is, is that okay, maybe maybe you might consider it as consent, but you also have to do some kind of pleading of please touch my peepee. Mm. Whereas for this guy, he was just like, hey, look, this lollipop. What was that lollipop? It was in a Euro cake. All this other stuff. I'm like that that. Yeah, I don't know how you fix that. You know, there there is no charity donate. Like you can't, man. I don't listen. I'm gonna say it, and, and I get it. Not, yeah, the, the Special Olympics are gonna take his money and apology. <laughs> they're what they're trying to curtail away from for being less than human. But which you, this man has obviously debased them in such a way at 14, which is pretty known, knowledgeable, and educated and mature yeah. for the human race. Yeah, exactly. Not mature for his age. I'm sick of that nonsense. Yeah, it's not 14 is mature for the human race, and yeah. I'm not talking about weird marriages, creepos. Yeah. Like, but at least like he, make the fucking effort, dude. Like be, be sincere about it. That was the other yes. thing. He was he was supposedly told to apologize and all sort of stuff. Like back when he was doing the shit at fourteen in the court order, um, yeah. But he was completely insincere about it. The judge even like was like reprimanded him for it, uh, reprimanded him for that all that type of stuff. And his parents are the same fucking thing because his dad is like retweeting all kinds of shit, trying to like oh give him a chance. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Um, so, so yeah, uh, but the NHL community finally, uh, days later, the Boston Bruins, uh, Gary Bettman stepped in the commissioner of the NHL was like, oh, he's not eligible to play for the, in the NHL. He was like, you guys didn't even come to us about this. Like the Boston Bruins really tried to sneak this in. Their own players were interviewed about it right before their big game against Toronto, uh, big division rivalry game, which they lost by the way. Uh, in in Toronto, and you had pl- players Patrice Bergeron, who actually donates and actually has a suite at every Boston Bruins home game for disabled children. By the way, uh, that happened. Brad Marchand, who on the ice complete dick, off the ice really great human being, was just like, uh, well, I don't know if you'll fit here. You know, like they, they, you could tell they didn't want to answer questions about it. 
especially and they if they don't know the guy. And, and you know, if, yeah, that too. And also, like, like man, I can't believe we're fucking have to answer like about this shit. Like, you could tell that's what they were thinking. Uh, like, their their Boston Bruins management completely ate, like, just completely ate it um, with this. And so finally, you know, like the Boston Bruins have parted ways with <laughs> Mitch Miller. I'm sure uh, I don't know who the fuck is. Oh. Uh, oh, he he did make an effort. I did find out who his agent was. His agent is actually African-American. <laughs> oh, my God. So you could tell. So that was the effort that was made. And uh, so, the, the, you know, that man made his money, all right? And I got it. Okay. As an agent, who was also a lawyer, by the way, of course, right? So, you know, uh, I, I, I see it. I see it. But, um, you know. Uh, but, look, if this kid wants to play pro hockey, because people are like, oh, you should give him a chance. Look. NHL, he doesn't have to play here. He can go to Russia. Russia has the KHL. They pay pretty good over there, right? I yeah. thought you were going to go somewhere completely different with that statement. Oh, okay. And why you play for Russia. And I appreciate you for not going to something that I was probably going Ooh. to say. <laughs> oh, boy. Because, I mean, it is there are some things that are known of foreign nations and what they do to people who have yeah. disabilities. I'm just saying. Oh well, I was about to say that kind of Russia kind of is into that. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he'd fit right in. Um, One of us had to say something. Well, I mean, I mean, there's got a fucking war with the Ukraine, so go fucking themselves. And we're yeah. no longer broadcasting in Russia, so I can do that. Uh, all right. Well, we're at the one-hour mark. We actually talked about sports. So, Charles, we're for non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you. Uh, over the last week, uh, my non-spots is already up there. It's Mario and Rabbits, <laughs> Sparks of Hope, right? I already told you about it for the most part. Uh, I, I like the combat. I, I, the, the changes to the combat were weren't that drastic in this one compared to the first one. So if you played the first one, it's not that much of a difference. The only difference is the Sparks, really. The Sparks, who are um, uh, Rabbits and Luma mixed. And they give you these special powers, like they have like different elements and stuff like that uh, to help you out. Um, so that's that's cool, uh, and lasted me yeah like thirty five forty hours on the first playthrough, getting through most of the game. They have three different difficulty levels. I played like probably like half the, or maybe like two thirds of the game at normal bit difficulty, and then I was just like, no, I just got to beat this game. So I set it to easy, uh, and yeah, yeah. So you can. Play Do you find that going on easy, you know, cheapens the experience or makes it just better for you? Uh, I'm curious. With this one, it's uh, like I could tell like I was because the strategy element's still there. It's a strategy game. So I still got to plan out my movements and try it. It, it is uh, it does. It did um, satisfy me because I still had to uh, put forth like try and make the combos to try mm-hmm. like. It felt good if I was... Because I feel like for any turn-based game, I would have no problem just putting on easy because really, it's not a difficult game. It's just more HP and health. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, with this, yeah, the the enemies are easier to kill. They don't kill you as easily. So that's that's the change. And you still, like, it still felt satisfying if I could take out, like, everybody in, like, one turn. Because that meant I planned out everything just perfectly where I could do it in one shot and very efficiently. So it's I still got satisfaction out of that. Instead of just grinding and just like, oh my god, I died once, I died twice, I like, and trying to get the perfect 
thing. Like this one is either way. But anyways, yeah, this is a good game uh, based on Mario Galaxy. If you you know love Mario Galaxy, uh, there's there's uh, some references here, but for the most part, loosely based on that. And uh, music's fine. Uh, I like the music in this game, and uh, it's just it, it's not very Mario-y in comparison. Most of the enemies are not from Mario; they're mostly rabbits. And um, but yeah, either way, uh, Mario and Rabbids, uh, Sparks of Hope promo code. Um, uh, gosh, man, what's the thing in the game? I'm not I'll sure. Rabbids. Yeah, Genie, Genie. She's one of the machines in the game. There we go. Okay. I'm up. All right. So Halloween might be over, but sometimes it's always okay. To continue on the spooky season mm. and no it does not consist of like weird serial killer stuff stop watching Dahmer ladies and gents I, I just you know stop stop loving and normalizing and being intrigued to serial killers and people who ate people you know yeah. if, you, if you you know just just do what we did back in the day when we got a cut in a boo-boo we just sipped our own blood a little bit you know just just deal with your psychotic tendencies that way or eat sushi because it's raw um but speaking of eating blood, and I think you're drinking blood, and you know what this is, I have been watching what we do in the shadows television, the yes. TV show. I originally watched the movie like four years ago, and I kind of make it my Halloween haunt, even though I didn't watch it this year. Instead, what I decided to do, as this person's trying to kill me in Splatoon, is start the show. And I saw the show like last year, and I only got like three episodes in, and I was like, ah, I don't know. It feels like it wants to be too much of its own thing. And you were one of the you know winds beneath my wings who said, no, nah, no, nah, you just got to give it a chance. And get, so I, I gave told it. You, get through that first season and, and get and to we, the second. And we got through that first season because the first season, I don't really have much thing of memorabilia that I recall being like, ah, oh, it stood out. You know what I mean? Like there's some good quips, but you know, I felt like the characters didn't get, didn't get into their own. And then we got into season two, and that was kind of like the game changer, especially how they ended up where Guillermo just tried to uh, – you know, compel himself to not be Van Helsing like, and it's been on for four seasons. It's, like it's the Miles best part is he's a vampire hunter. Yeah, and he's just trying to deal. <laughs> it's to just hysterical. Yeah. It's like basically someone in the Nazi party finds out they're Jewish. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's, we'll, we'll bring it all together with Kyrie later. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can get behind it, but I have been like storm watching all the episodes, and I finally started like the first couple episodes of season four, and I'm just cracking up, man. Season three is really strong. Hmm, like, yeah. really strong. Matthew Berry as Laszlo, the way he enunciates things. Some people love the whole Jackie Daytona episode. Hmm. I love the Barrister episode. And when he goes in the court, and then he's just talking about his boy, how he has him, he's, he's my good friend, my smell, my rotten cheese, my <laughs> sweet baby child. And then when they go to the wedding, and it, it just has a lot of humor, but it's really just a shout out to Matthew Berry the way he does anything. So season three has the siren episode, which may be my favorite episode <laughs> because you have the girl from Sad Island want to be the siren. You have Nadja and um, uh, Nandor just trying to do their own thing. And then like Matt is just like, oh, I'm just going to go. Lazo's like, oh, I'm going to go call it Robinson, who everybody hates. Yeah. And I think uh, Mark Proch does an excellent job just cracking me up with it. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, you know, we go from there and you laugh and you cry and you have fun with it. But that episode itself, when they go to Best Buy, and I swear to Christ, man, I had to send it to you. I had to send it to you because <laughs> now you're ready to tell me, what's, can I really hear the difference between a 5.1 and a 7.1? Well, I think Mr. Kramer said, I'm a little bit of an audio Is any of this any good or is it just shit? 
yeah, yeah. He's like, what is this little spider thing? But when he just goes, now I think what you're trying to tell me, darling, is that the 5.1 is fine, but really it's a 7.1 that I should be going to. And I was just like, this is this is literally what started and what happened with uh, Ramona at the end of the day. There is nothing structurally that says I had to get the OLED whatsoever needed in between and then i saw this and i send it to you and then i'm like this and then the other episode is when they get put on that vampire castle and he yeah. goes like i became a vampire to fuck to drink blood and fuck for whatever not push pencils damn it i'm not a bureaucrat i'm like i feel this as a lawyer like what i got into the game of things and then you get the whole objection why what do you, what do you do you think I said? I'm like, I have literally like modern things <laughs> under my breath when I first started. So I, I was just done. It is a very funny show. Um, I, when they put Guillermo in the damn casket, or he mm. puts him in the damn casket, and his whole belief is to um just give him a whole bunch of Oreos and milk <laughs> as this thing. I'm like, what, what is this logic? Because the joke I was making at work is because I didn't really go prep shopping for this Halloween or not this Halloween, this hurricane too much. I said, I have a whole bag of Oreos and leftover Halloween candy. I think I'll be fine, which is legitimately what I have there. I have, I'm not stressing it whatsoever because, you know, for our non-Florida people, we may have a hurricane or a tropical storm coming up. Yay. Mm. But so I'm just like cracking up. So it is mindlessly entertaining. I like him. I like Colin. Nandor is good. Sometimes, like, the Nandor, you know, fitness attack was kind of a funny episode. Nodge is hit or miss for me. I think, actually, Nodge is a good protagonist when it's not a focused episode on her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's better to me as the straight man of comedy than um, anything else, you know, coming into it. Like, when he's, like, they, they have a very sweet relationship. And when they're talking about, like, oh, the one time we tried to have an orgy, we can't not give it away. He's like, I'll fucking say his name. It's mock. It's something about Matthew Berry. And it led to me just going on all his other BBC shows. So, Matthew Berry, follow us on the Twitter. Charles the True, Dan Frioles, FJOJR, Sports Scoops. Because it, it's just the enunciations. I, it is good. It's renewed for two seasons more. Yep. It's on FXX. So, if you have that broadcast yeah. station go ahead and watch it. it's on hulu watch it on the hulu i watch it on hulu it, it's just a good time man so I, I i enjoy it it's the quips so um i would say that promo code because I, I just talk about a lot matthew berry that's fine it's like how some people love ron swanson so much in yeah. parks and rec they might not watch the show but they love, they love ron that's like the the ability because i know people hasn't watched parks and rec they're like oh the guy with the mustache right? i'm like yeah that, that's the guy yeah so that that's the effect that i feel so that's my non-sponsor of the week promo yeah. code matthew berry yeah, no, I uh, I started rewatching some episodes now. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I yeah. rewatched the casino one. It was like, yeah, oh, so good. good. <laughs> oh man, this is just how we speak in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> Not just with the the Rat Pack that gets the same guys. Oh my god, yeah, it's like okay, he's like Frank Sinatra's Asian darling. Yeah, <laughs> and the oh, girl was just like, I'm gonna travel. And Guillermo's an interesting character to me because it's like, it, it's the actor who really makes it because he's so yeah. subdued. And then, like, I, I, there's times where you like Nandor and there's times where you don't like Nandor. And then mm-hmm. the Gale episode was the one that I'm like, all right, I'm going to like him. But the the shade that he was throwing everybody and his sleep slumber when he calls uh, Lazo the laziest vampire you ever met. And if you can't volunteer your two hands because they're always on your cock, I was laughing. <laughs> I was just howling. And my, my father's like, no, you watch it. He's just laughing. It's a weird show. And if you get past the whole vampire thing, yeah. which for some people they don't like, it, it can be super enjoyable. And I made the mistake of going with the katana on this round. Oh, man. Okay. Um, the siren right. episode, man. Yeah. <laughs> All I got to say. 
anybody want to get my fancy little yeah. trinket? He's like, oh, fuck this bat. Uh, <laughs> you're just gonna, gets... you're gonna love. Um, I uh, love Daddy Man or Daddy um Daddy Lazlo already. He yeah. feeds with Count Chocula. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if anyone That's... noticed that, but I was coughing on air. Man. You're gonna love, uh, yeah, season four with uh, what's going on. So, uh, all right. So, man, uh, where were we? Uh, we we went from non-sponsors. Uh, we could talk other sports. Can pop onto the petty train. Let's pop uh, on uh, there. Let's do baseball. Uh, uh, World Series. Yeah. yeah, I watched one game. I watched nothing, man. And just like the the one in Philly, the the game that first one where they had like five home runs. That was fun. And then uh, then that was it. I was like, okay, forget it. I I had felt that Houston was going to win this year. I Pena is an arrogant little shit. I'm just saying, and it makes me not like him. Yep. And, and I don't know if it's because I'm just bitter, but I'm bitter. This was, and I was hoping Andrew was here because I was literally going to start it so he could talk trash, but he's not. This has literally been like one of the worst sport weekends I've had in my entire life. That you get decimated, decimated. Yep. The Astros win the World Series, and then we have the Petty Train Deluxe, which will take a nice spot to Nashville. Yeah. The good for Dusty. Yeah, He's always that's, that's the only like good people, for Trey Mancini. People, oh yeah, there, there's a couple guys on there. Yeah, Trey Mancini with the cancer, all that stuff, and he came back. And now he has a ring. So there's that. You got Dusty Baker. Uh, he won a ring as a player, but you know, always got short end the stick. Yeah, Marlins beat I up twice. Feel like there's some irony that he beat his prized possession of yeah. Bryce Harper that he had for like a season and a half. Yeah, there was always and yeah, always with the pitching in 2002, the, the Giants where they they probably should have won and he just like screwed that up. Yeah. Um, so he finally gets another shot at it, tw- you know, 20 years later, and boom, uh, and probably what is his last stop? He's like 73 years old. Yeah, I think now it's just trying to get all those bench managers right. prepared to be the um, yeah, you know, the, get, the heir basically. Yeah, Bruce Arians did. He's gonna Bruce Arians it, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, he's probably could select somebody who's not, you know, as bad as Todd Bowles was and, or is currently. Yeah, and the Astros uh, have better talent, relatively Much better talent. to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there you go. Yeah. So there's that, and uh, the Astros are um, champs. Sure. Hey, man. But uh, my buddy just sent me a text that it was the least, second least viewed World Series of all time. So people really didn't care. Yeah. Because Houston is not a likable team, even when people from the damn cheating well, saga is still there. The teams that... Like, and Jose Atuve is trash, and he was yeah. garbage throughout the entire thing. There I go. think Philly was compelling enough, but there are a lot of people I had hatred for Houston, so as soon as they saw it was Houston versus Philadelphia, they were like, no, forget it. I think, it was, I think the big markets are in the NL East, so there's going to be some pe- pettiness too. Yeah, Mets well, fans going to win the series? No. Yeah. Well, the Mets, uh, if it had been Mets versus Astros, yeah, it would have all the New Yorkers, uh, the New York market that would have gotten it. If it was Astros, Dodgers, that would have broken records. Oh, yeah, I would have watched it. Yeah, people would have This is like the, that. man, this is the first World Series. I did not watch a single game. I was yeah. just that disinterested. Yeah. I was like, no, because I felt like I, I felt like you knew the inevitable was coming. Um, and it just wasn't entertaining baseball. There was nothing, like, except for one game from a look at the stat box. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine. But so, it, it, it was just, uh, like sometimes the, your best games are in the championship series, and that's okay. Yeah, the the Astros, um, but even this, like the playoffs this year, the Phillies going through their run was like, you need, you, you either have, you have to have like two super dominant teams going through, or two large markets, or 
uh, you have, uh, you know, David versus Goliath. Like, you got to have that. Like, the, 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 the Phillies were David, right? But the Goliath was the Goliath that everybody really hated. And we're just like, yeah, fuck it. We're not going to win. I don't care. Um, and people, I think people didn't watch out of spite, to be honest. It, it just, it just wasn't interesting. Like Sometimes the Astros as David isn't as, as compelling as let's say the Yankees as David, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, like really, you know, really, I think a team that would have been more invested would just been like if Cleveland had made it or such or so, yeah, because yeah. I think teams that there's a bit of people when their teams don't make it that want to not see the ones that have been heavily shoved down in the throat since preseason rankings to throughout the duration series. And that's what Houston was the Dodgers. You know, we all kind of laughed about it because well, I knew they were the best fit team in the NL, but we knew there was going to be something screwy that happened. Yeah, something screwy did screwy, happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was just with Philly and what it went six games. So that's good. But really, it's just an indictment on the Houston franchise for not being that cut. And, and the, even like the games, because the, the first game was uh, like the Phillies came back six to five. OK, fine. But then the second game was like the Astros were pulled ahead early, super early. Like, and it was like, OK, it wasn't even a contest after that. And then the Phillies with their seven home runs uh, or their five home runs in, in you know, seven nothing shut out. It was like, OK, cool. But then like the, the, the fourth game. Which made me feel like, oh, the Astros are winning this. Because each time the Phillies got a win, the Astros would come back and just like, all right, we'll put up a five spot. And that's it. The game was over. Uh, and then the, 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 the game five, which like the Astros were up like three nothing for most of that game. And the Phillies just kind of got two runs uh, late, kind of in a desperation type of thing. Yeah. And then finally, like the, the last game was just like, oh, they it's roll over yeah, and die exactly so it, it didn't like you, if you look at the final scores okay two blowouts uh and then like two three one three run wins and then like two one run uh games it's it, it, wasn't, it wasn't as engaging yeah it wasn't as close as you would say uh yeah as you if you had watched the games like this wasn't even close the astros were clearly way better than the phillies and the phillies got they just rode hot bats and hot pitching the first few rounds and then just kind of they couldn't contend with the team that had everything that they had but better so yeah. you know that that was it you know justin verlander actually won a game in the world series and he still gave up like four runs exactly that, it wasn't even that great so i i, I don't know i just one of the greatest res- regular season pitchers of all time i respect time to capture this the Petty Train doesn't really run with Verlander. The Petty Train, Choo Choo Charlie, only came out when he was complaining about juice balls. Yeah. And then, then I'm like, well, you have to explain to me how you can win legit. You complained about juice balls when you won the Cy Young. So I felt like it was a little pomp and circumstance. Yeah. But guess I, I guess that's good for him. If anything, he it brings him closer to the Roger Clemens. Because here's the thing about Hall of Fame pitching. You have... T- two divisions and even though roger clemens is not in the hall of fame i'm talking about talent wise when you're a pitcher there's the we got one ring and a couple of yearly awards out of it and then there's like i have won multiple damn rings yeah and all the other accolades that come into it and that's what i call the roger clemens you know sass what two rings four cy youngs yeah arguably considered one of the best pitchers out there that is not named fucking Everybody else, hold on, I can't think because I'm like trying to not die. Ryan and... Yeah, no, Nolan, Nolan, Nolan. 
Randy yeah. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, Randy's debatable. I think Randy gets a little bit of Nolan a, a Ryan spin. and uh... Nolan, and I would say um, Tom Glavin. <clears throat> but yeah, Glavin Tom, only. Yeah, Atlanta. Greg Maddox. There you go. Gre- oh. Yeah, that 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 disgusting Atlanta team that yeah. went to two but only won one. It was out of pity. Yeah, really, that they got out of it. But that was seriously in my time because, as you know, baseball is the beginning sport for me. You know, it's disgusting what they were doing there between him, Maddox, and who's the third guy? Remind me. Smoltz. Smoltz. Yeah, John. Uh, yeah, 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 man. Like there, there was some real talent there. So th- I think with pitching, because you know what the thing is, is that with with hitters, everybody gets a hitter. You never, you never compare like the best catchers in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think when Pudge gets there, and Pudge's then, already like, in. Is he already? Was yeah. it last year? Or this year? He got him. Yeah, a few years ago now. Okay. What? Well, but after Buster that, Buster Posey is probably the next one. When uh, Yadier and Buster yeah. go, that that's going to be the new paradigm. That's going to be like the Roger Clemens equivalent concept that I'm talking about. Because with regular hitters, when it's all outfitters, it really they don't they don't talk about it like that. They're talking about what they're like. Ah, oh, you know, World Series records or not World Series? Like, I'm sorry, they're talking about home run records. That's when you can revert back to um, your regular season championships. It's like okay, he he's in the he's thing, but what's his you know regular season? How many home runs? How many RBIs? Now with more playoff runs? spots, they're going to consider that more now. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Yeah, and so I think that – but pitchers, I always felt that your greatness is not attributed to – You know, it's funny. Jorge Posada's not in, so. Jorge, but Jorge's talents are very limited. He was slightly above average, I would say, defensive man. He was just – yeah, he was just good with the pitchers, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fine. Like, the catchers are very hard to get in there. You know this. Yeah, there's only like 10 of them or something. Which makes no sense really when you think about it. like Yogi, Johnny Bench, Pudge, and I forgot some of the others, but yeah. Yeah, and and Yadier and Buster are definitely – yeah, Piazza is it. That's right. But Piazza was kind of a hybrid. It's so Piazza was the first one that actually could hit. Yeah, like it, it, like when, I, when we say hit punch, yeah. for the uneducated, it's like not only you get hit homers, with but you get like yeah. doubles and triples yeah. on the reg, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, him and Pudge were basically that. Uh, Yadier was basically the typical catcher that can't really hit, but really good defensively. And then yeah. Buster Posey Buster. was was a better hitter, not the best hitter, but a better hitter. He won an MVP. Yeah, so one of the only catchers I could tell you. Yeah, you know, Joe Mauer is really the only Joe one. Joe Mauer, I yeah, was the other one. And I guess... But he he's up for it in I think two years. Oh yeah, and like now yeah now they added a new modern whatever. It, it's so tough. Like, but we already you've like heard eight player but... panel. They're gonna look at Roger Clemens again and Rafael Palmero and you. A bunch of you gotta guys. put listen. You know, and I know Andrew's not it's here, and he he and he's all about the um the letter and intent or the spirit and intent. But uh, Clemens never got hit on the testing. I'm sorry, yeah. he never did. So you may hate it, but you <laughs> not, can't deny not, it. Neither did Barry Bonds. So. Yeah, exactly. So you may hate it, but you can't deny it that if there's no clean testing or unclean testing, then you have to put those to it. And you know what? Those two men, I'm going to say it right now, dated November 8th, 2022 at 9.01 p.m. Those two men are the most important people that you're going to put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because it'll, uh, it'll outright. Be, yeah. And then eventually Bonds will get in because that's, that's going to happen. I think uh, eventually our generation is going to make it happen. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. And then, like, eventually you can, after Bonds and a few other guys, it's like, okay, let's put Mark and Sammy in there. Yeah, the rest of the guys, like, I don't think Palmero's actually. It's all marketing anyways. It's just to market the game. Eventually, especially, like, with the popularity of baseball, they're going to try and call back to our nostalgia and be like, look, it's it's Mark and Sammy. They're they're finally in. They're going in together. Like, remember 98? Like, that's going to happen. That's going to happen before they die. You know, like, like uh, do it at least 10 years before they're like 60, like when they're like 65 years old, that's when you do it, you know, 
right. Let's see. All right. Let's let's pop on to the petty train, Charles. Choo choo, Charlie. Uh, yeah, everybody, yeah. get your con. I, look, I have a, uh, I have a segment for this. Yeah. All right, everybody. This is your conductor, Choo Choo Charlie. Make <laughs> sure you're strapped in, relax. You know, today's view is gonna be fun. We're gonna go straight shot through the Petty Train through mm. Pettyville. First stop is what, Francisco? I, I was I was I was gonna make a shirt. I, I'm I'm, trying, I, I'm <laughs> on Photoshop right now, and I'm looking so we at have... images of train. I'm just gonna make like a Petty Train. Uh, well, there's a shirt. game because yeah, I haven't made merch, merch in a while. I don't know if we can do Choo Choo Charlie because there's a Choo Choo Charles game, which is a survival game. And then there's Choo Choo Charlie from the Dark Tower. And so, like, I, I think that's why it said Charlie Choo Choo. Right. Yeah, trademarked. Yeah, this is like the one of the few times. So that's ours. Like, well, ours. Like, like, forgive me for having nicknames. Like, I'm sorry, Poppy Charlo is going to live forever. That happens. That happens to my Splatoon. That's my Nintendo handle. That's me five drinks with tequila. Wash <laughs> yourselves. And Daddy True stays in as well. Uh, quick, quick, I will pay the four hundred. Quick trade stop down in Miami, Gold Knowles, absolute smack do. Can we stop oh, in Miami? Can get your yeah, yeah, some yeah, things yeah. out the way. Yeah, yeah, please, please, please. So, <laughs> man, I didn't even watch it. I just knew it was gonna be something funky. I'm glad we didn't go that game. I'm glad our other you know, Andrew other went. Go to the Andrew, game. Andrew went the game. because, he, and that's why I'm upset he's not here. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I deserve a good beating, um, because he's literally you know. He's literally, I already know the beats. UCF is the best ranked Florida team to say. Yes, you are. I was going to give him his flowers. Hmm. I was going to give him flowers, and he's not here because he wants to go be an adult. How dare he? How <laughs> dare he? Mario Cristobal, I'm not liking it. And here's my problem with it. Aside from the, oh, he's so Miami vibe, and I've been on that shit list with him for eight weeks now, right? That has not, has that not been my thing. Oh, because he likes Miami? Who the, like, have you ever had a girl get that? Like, that's all you need. You you can be. <laughs> yeah, the people fucking... keep, keep showing pictures of him getting some pastelitos, and that was like, my I, I, I cannot stand that. Like, I cannot stand it. Damn it. Like, you come from Pennsylvania. You have, you all have to go to Miami and just get yourself some guava pastries. Like, oh, this is pretty good. That's all you need. You know, you get a little bit of the viejos playing the dominoes of the car. That's, that's all you need, guys. Like, stop with this culture. But if he uses this excuse, like, okay, we don't have the right players that we have here to build the system I want, that doesn't jive with me because you got to Miami to recruit and you got a lot of transfer portal people and a lot of commits. You just didn't create a functioning thing because I think the guys that you got, you didn't scout them at all. And you're just doing hodgepodge. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke's really not that good. But then so you he's have basically Jason. just going on like whatever reputation. He's not going on actual fit for what's they need to get done. It, it, it feels like it. And what did I tell you guys? Because like, what's the it? point of getting these recruits if you can't really use them? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the thing I never. You know, it, it the only makes sense when it's saving. Or right. Or or like you know the other the other thing is like okay you can get all these fucking five star recruits whatever but like are you actually good at coaching? <laughs> he lost listen or, i have or I have can you make concerns. like three stars into into guys that should have been five stars you know yeah i have grand concerns over anybody who loses their um their championship game and then it's coming over most people quit and don't coach the championship game he mm. didn't do that last year remember so and I'm just, I'm just not about it. And granted, yes, our leading receiver is injured, whose name I forgot already. Um, the, the guy who was replacing Rambo. Charleston Rambo was a stud in Miami and not doing anything. Mm. Mike Norvell's doing good. 
he's he's winning the games he ought to win, he's, and he's mostly being competitive, yeah, and that's good. he chipped away. He's you know whatever had to go through the growing pains, and now he finally has the full squad. None of the none of Jimbo's or Willie's, uh, you know, refuse, <laughs> and Jimbo's having a good time at Texas A M. <laughs> that's great. That's fun. Even though they fucking the Gators won, but still, still, uh, you know the. Uh, you know, something at least a consolation prize is him losing, so that's yeah. fun. Uh, meaning, is he actually a good coach? He's just, just Jameis pulled him out of a lot of things, you know. <laughs> what you saying? So because Jameis can't even beat Andy Dalton of all people for well, being hey, good college quarterback. That's it, you know. That's all he needed to be. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but, but um, uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, yeah. Okay. So that, that was all I wanted to do on the petty trend. That's all I wanted on, on that stuff. So let's move on, Charles. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up here on the screen the uh, NFL scores. Let me just start the virtual camera if you want to see that on on here too. But I'm sure you're looking at it on your like phone or whatever the scores. Are. But uh, I'm like physically incapable. Oh no, I'm you're sure. playing Splatoon, Doi. Yeah, I'll yeah. just go down the list. You, you that, know, that is how dedicated we are. You know, right how, now. You, yeah. Exactly. But I I looked at the scorecards earlier today. Yeah, yeah. I watched. Uh, there's a lot of. That's coming in on this. Barry McCockner pulled out his his week oh, review, which is he always fun. Tom Brady, he oh. is hysterical to me. Oh, he's funny. He's like the funniest uh, guy on on in sports uh, shit posting Twitter and social media. Like he's he's great. Uh, puppy time, that's always great. Uh, at the end of his videos, uh, and and he's always talking like his wife sleeping. Ooh, I just people. did an entire wipeout with my fifty two Delco. Hell I, yeah. I can I can get behind this. I topic. did not a wipeout, but I uh, I I saved it too. I gotta I gotta upload it to YouTube. I killed an entire team four in a row, uh, one after the other. Um, anyways, oh, all right. First stop, uh, this the Eagles are still undefeated. They beat the Texans, which you know. Eh. Uh, but they're looking good. Your boy AJ Brown is doing things with making Jalen Hurts look good. And I, I, I talked about Jalen Hurts last year. I was like, hey man, I like what this guy's selling. You know, compared to, and so, hey, they're looking good. Philly's looking good. You know what? What could have been for a lot of teams, right? <sighs> for you guys you could have used them in the last oh game. no it's not even what could have been what we had <laughs> what we had that's true some um, breakups have to happen but if you want to get back to it, you have to find a way to keep it back mm. we couldn't do that with aj because mm. he wanted money and we just didn't want it was worth it he was oh, man, worth I it. Been. I making jalen look good um been. all right the the patriots beat the colts who fired yeah. their coach <sighs> and hired a guy off of tv a former player so explain to me no how experience at all in the NFL. But the NFL, it's Jeff Saturday, so yeah. let's not even act like longtime center who had no experience. Okay. I mean, shit, you should have just gone bold so, and gone for you know Peyton. Yeah, at least he can dissect some stuff. But all of that is a head scratcher, and I would feel slightly insulted if I was part of that staff. I'm like, bro, what? Because his highest coaching level was high school, yeah. which isn't very you know monument. Did we just lose after I've been doing so good? I hate this team. <laughs> yeah, um, you know when, when they would do that, and they, Frank Greich had to go. Everybody had to go. Everything was built badly. Yeah. I, I want Matt Ryan to get another chance. Yeah, but he's. But do you want to come into a situation with a guy who's never coached, having philosophical tendencies? Well, he's washed at this point. Um, I think Matt Ryan's washed. He unless I mean. Me, he has to go one. He has to go someplace else. Um, 
he can't be there. He yeah, has to do, called, like Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer went to the Raiders, right? Like at the end of his career, or the Cardinals? No, he yeah. went to the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals. He, he got yeah, traded to the Raiders, like, and then he faked that he was going to retire because he didn't want to go to that shit yeah, show. Exactly. And then, um, then he went to Arizona, and they kept getting injured. And then Bruce Arians like, well, damn, I just want to know if I can actually coach with a real quarterback for once. And then he got Tom Brady. Okay. Um, what was it? So. Uh, yeah, anyways, yeah, so the, the Pats beat them, and they're uh, five and four. Colts are three, five, and one. And... I, I ain't sleeping on Bill Belichick, that's all I'm saying. No, 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 he's I mean, I know what Mac Jones' ceiling is, but I also know what Bill Belichick's ceiling is. Yeah. And Bill Belichick's ceiling will lift Mac he's Jones. He's getting a lot out of that talent, that's uh, that's for sure. Uh, anyways, so we'll, we'll keep moving. Then, uh, see, so that was the Pats game. <laughs> all right, first off. On the, the the real first stop on the petty train, right? We we were just passing through Houston. I got a little chub because I just saw in the background Twitch. We are uh, gonna stop in Detroit, Michigan. Oh <laughs> baby, three picks all in the red zone, and I watched Let's each see. one. Aaron Rodgers, number twelve. Aaron Rodgers, the MVP, two hundred ninety-one yards, twenty-three of forty-three attempts. One touchdown, three interceptions. And those yards are all stat padding. Mm. And they could have won the game too and he couldn't do it. Like The ooh. Detroit Lions, who were previously one and six, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Dan Campbell's their coach. <laughs> Bro Dan Campbell. Yeah, you know, we, we love Dan Campbell, but yeah. We know Dan Campbell at the same time. So uh, but yeah, the the Lions who uh, got out yarded passing yards uh slightly more rushing yards but either way either way they 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 hung on and beat the packers 15 to 9 right it it, it, you know you know aaron Rodgers, like go go do your ayahuasca you know what go lick some toads apparently people have been licking toads the u.s park service telling people to stop licking toads but it's the same thing that's an ayahuasca it's just a lot stronger so, what if the toad I, likes it? Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, well, we'll see. But either way, uh, Charles, Aaron Rodgers. He's, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. May I? Yes, go ahead. What have I been saying the last four weeks since they got onto this uh, losing fest? Yeah. Whose fault is it now, Aaron? <laughs> Who threw those weird fucking picks mm-hmm. that don't that had like no gas behind he's, them? Uh, I mean, he's he just he doesn't care anymore. And it's not. Oh no, he cares. He's fucking pissed. Like, and I love it even but more. But is he like? Bacon? I mean, is he office spacing it? He's just going to be like, oh, fuck it. I'm out. I mean, he's still getting $50 million guaranteed. So win for him. Hmm. Win for him for being petty enough to still collect that paycheck. You should refund some money, bud, for the way that you're playing. Because his whole thing was, guys got to do it. Guys got to play. He hates all these receivers. Then talk to your, like, general manager, right? Yeah. And be like, hey, I'm going to not take this 50 mil in the cap hit each year so we can have somebody – to, to bring in i don't know how these negotiations go and that's partially on me and my ignorance because of not being given a gm spot but you know it's not all his fault though that defense has been battered by injuries i am cognizant of that i'm aware and right. i don't know why matt lafleur just does it for whatever reason huh. want to just run the ball with and aaron Jones is hurt but you still have aj dylan he was a second round draft pick that kind of leads you there but regardless you're still the guy throwing the balls and legitimately speaking, if you don't throw one of those picks, you don't throw two of those picks in the end zone, you win the game. Yeah. Right? One touchdown, 
and won everything else, and then you're good. That's it. That's all she wrote, kids. And I'm loving it, you know, because I do not think the Vikings are legitimate. But are they a team that if they got the hot hand, I would want to avoid? Absolutely. You know, they 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 at least close out the games. They keep it competitive, whereas there's nothing structurally working. And Rogers just looks miserable. And I don't think there's any guys that you can sign next season that would make him want to he's not going to retire because you still eat that money anyway and i don't think he wants to be remembered like that and also there is that 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 streak of like i want to go out the right way he's not hurt but he's looking miserable and there is no quick fix i just want to see how he approaches this with second half of the season yeah basically second half of the season but also with how you approach that with lafleur going with the uh, Brian Goonkiss and what you want to do, because who's to say that you, you, really you blame the receivers, you blame the young guys, you blame this. Who's to say you can't blame your coach. Yeah, yeah, and the coach has always been your problem. I can see mm-hmm. it. And I would, I would embrace it. I embrace that kind of chaos. All righty. Okay. And good so, for Detroit. Yeah. Good for Detroit. Oh, no, of course. Uh, yeah. uh, the chargers beat the Falcons in Atlanta. It hurts that Marcus Mariota doesn't win games. Cause I still have that little bit of loyalty to him for being my guy but damn dude like some people on the twitter hate um justin herbert i love him the guy was able to come back and win with no uh keenan allen and no mike williams that that's impressive Mm -hmm. yeah there's only so much you can do yeah no no he's 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 that guy i mean he'll he'll i mean he kind of feels like dan marino in some sense where dan marino uh just uh, there was a point in, like, in the middle of his career in his prime where he, he just didn't have help around him, but he was still getting the Dolphins to the playoffs, you know? It's um, because the Dolphins were just cheap back then. Anyways, all right. Ha! The Jets beat the Bills. Ooh, remember I said last year Buffalo didn't scare me. And I don't think and, – and I remember when they traded for Naheem Himes, and my buddy's a Bills fan, I'm like, what was the purpose of it? Because you could throw it a thousand times – and I know that's their style yeah, of offense. Josh, but he can run around and do what he can, you know. And now he has an elbow injury. Yep. And everybody's going to overanalyze it to a degree. Allow me to present to you a different argument for the sake of being different than the other folks out there on ESPN, NFL Network, Barcelona Sports, and everything like that. Are, can, you kind of need to show that you need to run the ball when all you do is like those quick three and outs and it just hits <laughs> you really hard. The running game is Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was the problem. You go with Naheem Himes, who we like Naheem Himes. Who, yeah. You know, but he just catched the ball. Mm-hmm. And he's good at catching the ball. The ball get catched a lot. But, you know, it's just maybe you should have gone for somebody or draft somebody because they tore away Zach Moss because he, he just wasn't cutting it. And that's fine. And he's over at Indy not doing anything. Um, and this is the problem I don't like about midseason trades. And this goes for all teams. And it's going to happen when we get to the Miami train, uh, the stop in Miami. You know how hard it is to learn a playbook? Ridiculously hard to learn a playbook. So stop with this expectation that they're going to figure this ish out Mm -hmm. this year. Me personally speaking, that's just always been my belief into it, especially offensive players. Um, So Allen's hurt. That run defense is bad. Michael Carter ran over them. And you let Zach Wilson beat you. And, (laughs) you know, even though he won and he has a better record than he did last year, it is really – they're winning in spite of Zach Wilson. Yeah, we can agree with that, right? Yeah, legitimately winning in spite of Zach Wilson. I don't know if he's good or bad, but his stats are always kind of butt, you know, the kind of ass. He's and he's it's noticeable. Yeah, it is. It is noticeable. He is uh, like that meme. He is one of the quarterbacks in just period. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he he is. Yeah, he is not him. 
he's yeah. just, you know, he's just, you drafted high at number two. And yeah. the problem is when they drafted him, there was really no other chance that you would have gotten the guy because it's also the problem with your Mel Kuypers and your formerly Mike Mayox, even though he's now on the employment list. And then um, you're the other guy, the handsome one, I forgot his name. Um, the one that wasn't with Mel Kuyper. You don't see him that much anymore. Uh, the other analyst, you know, uh, what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, for, for the draft analyst. Okay. Uh, they, they, they feed you this idea that this guy is the guy, the same way of like, Oh, Desmond Ritter and Kenny Pickett are supposed to be guys. Kenny Pickett ain't looking good. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of variables that you can say is the reason why Kenny Pickett's not looking good, but we can both agree. Kenny Pickett ain't look good. And Desmond Ritter can't I mean, be that's how those guys keep their jobs. Cause if they say that everybody's looking for that generational next thing, whatever, it's like, there's only like three of them. They only oh, happen every sorry four years but the, the thing is when you're talking about mock drafts you're just gonna say like this is who we think's gonna pick because you've yeah. already been told and it's been hinted and this is what you have no one's gonna pick malik willis from liberty in the first round you pick him in the third round and then you don't call plays for him we're gonna get there kids yeah. but uh we'll i don't know if the jets are real or not but at this point the fan base everything it's not about whether we're real or not it's about can we just get to the playoffs because we've been such a disparate and despondent franchise for so long that it matters for some of these teams they legitimately care if they make it to the playoffs because that's their dedication i respect that yeah all righty so uh, good on the jets though i guess yeah, jets. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, sure. they pulled it out uh they they started with a horrendous kickoff with the guy slip but uh found a way to to, to figure it out uh all right and, and the bills are just not closing out games at all they're not they're not yeah, uh, and you know how you close out games? Mm. Running the ball. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, same thing happened against the Dolphins. Uh, all right, so uh, next, the Vikings beat Washington, the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, start getting used to that. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all I can say about that team. Yeah, uh, yeah. Once again, like, yeah, if the Vikings get hot, they can, you know, beat a couple teams in the, in the playoffs, but not they're they're not. Like they're the only like they're like a division leader where just like, eh, I'd be okay if I face them at the right time, you know. But it's all depending on Dalvin. Yeah. As much as I like, you know, little. Oh, he's going. Rains, he's going. I, can we just say he he's kind of adorable? Well, yeah, he was a seminal. Kirk Cousins. Just, oh, 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 well, oh, all the videos. Uh, yeah, of him on the plane. <laughs> he's just a goofy guy. Yeah, it's adorable. He's a goofy. Dude. He's the guy who goes to the cookout and says, I bought you Hennessy yeah. because I heard that's what you guys like. Yeah. And you're just like, what do you mean <laughs> by that? He did a oh, Wikipedia man. search. Kirk Cousins is the guy who will literally, you know, find out your last name, go to your records and bring it to the top of conversation. Yeah. Oh, well, you do know that the last name Jones, yeah. you know, was originally there just because he wants you to feel he, important. He'll try to learn Spanish. You oh, know, yeah. Hola. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll double hug your abuela. Yeah, exactly. Oh man! I, 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 oh my God, that's a new meme. If they keep if they keep winning, that's the meme. That's the joke. <laughs> that's the meme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. The Bengals beat the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Damn, Joe Burrow's scary now. Well, I mean, he's he's not like you never let Joe Mixon is frightening. Oh yeah. I, I won't give two. That win was just more for the fantasy football acolytes mm-hmm. than anything. But still, I I, I don't want none of that. The the Raiders are terrible. Josh McDaniels is terrible. <laughs> yeah, they, he's a horrible coach. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface it like that. You guys can put all that you want on Derek Carr. That's what that's what happens. He's yeah. always getting that flack, and I understand he. And we said things. it. We said it before. Like Derek Carr is gonna be one of those guys that's gonna be in Vegas for too long. 
Yeah. He's going to be there too long. He's going to be like Matt Ryan was sitting in, in Atlanta for too long. By the time he gets out, it's going to be too late. Yeah. Well, you know, but the thing is, Matt Ryan made it to the playoffs. He made a Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, like he made it to the Super Bowl. He did something. Yeah. And like with Derek Carr, it's like that. that's as close. Yeah. He, he was the playing Raiders as, are not going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was playing as David Carr, essentially. Yeah. His brother was in there. But it, it really also just falls down to they, they deconstructed too much of Mike Mayock. See, they just released Jonathan Abraham or Abraham today, whatever their, their safety is. They hate so much about what Mike Mayock did as mm-hmm. a general manager. And I get that to a degree. But what's the point? You couldn't get trade partners. Do you yeah. really think there's somebody else that's better on there? And you can't coach it and you're not game planning it and you know say the it, medieval times where you gotta kill everybody that but I, I, monarchy, you know? But he, he feels is too Belichickian where it's like Bill would do this. Bill y'all don't know Bill, man. Yeah, Bill man. does what Bill does to win, and that's why we at this you junction can't now like emulate Bill, Bill Belichick. Because greatness none is a of hard the, act to none, follow. None Pete. of his none of his disciples have been able to replicate what he's what he's done. And that's probably their problem. They're trying to replicate what he's They're doing. Facing Eric Mangini's shadow for the Wolf. Oh, man, <laughs> damn. That was I, what? That, that was the, man. That was one of those the Mangini's. Yeah, you and you all know why we remember his name because he's the only one that came close. Yeah. What one Somewhat. Super Bowl or yeah. not one Super Bowl, but one playoff appearance? I think at, I think, at best. I mean, yeah, I think he would. Well, I was after Rex Ryan, right? So yeah. No, I think it was before was Sexy. Before Rex Ryan? Yeah, I think it was before Sexy Rex. Okay, maybe. I'm not. Maybe I got but I think he went ten and six with Chad. Yeah. I think. Uh, you know what? You you yeah, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, with I'm Chad. With Chad this. before he he got hurt and then he eventually went to Miami. Yeah. yeah. But I think he won one time, and then he had a second chance over in Cleveland. And they realized, holy shit, it's Eric Mangini. We got to get rid of this guy. Eric Mangini is only 51 years old. That that haunts me because he looked 51 years old then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, let's see, uh, 10 and 6 in his first season, postseason with Chad Pennington. There we go. There we go. And then went 4 and 12 the next year, and they fired him. And then um, Rex came in. In 2008. And then okay. Rex came in. There we go. Rex Ryan, the ultimate fraud of good coaching. Mm. I think he had a good. I think he was fine. It was just that Mark Sanchez was just horrible. Mark Sanchez. Well, I, I, the the I, I, story I of the Jets. The story of the Jets. They, they just can't get the him, quarterback right. They gave him the Carson Wentz treatment. Like Mark, Mark like it was all on uh, mm-hmm. Carson. Let's say or Mark the same way it was on Carson. Yeah. I mean, no one's saying he was excellent, but you know, I felt like if you had developed a stronger unit on that offensive right. line, but that's ten years ago these uh, days. It doesn't matter. So that's the Raiders game. Nothing, hey, trade me. Nothing to say about the Jags. No, right, whatever. I, I'll give the Jags props for winning. They won, yeah. right? Yeah, they did. So, yeah, good for them. That's it. Good for any time the Jags wins. Good for Doug Peterson. All right, next stop on the Petty Train is Chicago with the Miami Dolphins and the Bears. I saw that game, as you know, Charles. I watched from my my moon base. Make my monster grow. Uh, to us, as, as uh, Barry McCockner said, uh, to us systems by law. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and okay, Doug texted me. Uh, he 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 hasn't really been watching games lately. And, uh, and so he's like, oh, you know, Dolphins don't look like two. I'm like, and I told him, like, dude, uh, he tweeted it out. And I, I had to res- I, I felt really compelled to respond to his tweets yeah. <laughs> because I'm less, I'm not going to sit here and let someone praise Tua when he doesn't deserve all this praise. <laughs> he deserves a little bit of it, but not all of it. Not the way a lot of Dolphins fans are doing. And like, mind you, Doug is not like as uh, extreme as some like what dolphins fans are doing Doug's a sweet boy yeah 
But uh, I'm trying to find the exact reply that uh, in the thread here on my Twitter. One second, I almost got it. I, 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 I'll take it from here as you get it. I, I, I watched this. Uh, let's see the four yep. Panthers. I got it. Okay. Right. So, uh, yeah, he was responding to uh, highest passer rating in NFL, number one, Tua Tagovailoa at 115 over Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah, and so I it, feel like it's the Harrison Ford meme of he goes and says who gives a shit. That's how I feel anytime they talk about Tua's great stats. Yeah, because they're all fucking underthrows, man. So they're all underthrows trying to get Tyreek or it, uh, Waddle to do something. Well, so it's a, he said it's crazy being a Dolphins fan and having a franchise quarterback. I'm like, mm-hmm. and then I had to I'm like I had to respond. I was just like, ah. <laughs> uh, and I said, not sure if he's it though, because I have still not complained that Tua's it. You know, once he's it, I'll let you know he's it. But for me right now, he still ain't it. Uh, I need to see him close out a game, a meaningful game. Last game, he I was, believe that's fair. He was bailed out by the refs because there was a pass interference that they didn't call for the Chicago Bears with uh, Justin Fields actually marching down the field in what would have been probably his his first uh, two minute drive, right, uh, to try and win a game. Mm-hmm. So I think that was that was handicapped by the refs. Uh, and uh, and he's been bailed out by the defense because the, the I think there there was a I think there was a pick six in this game I don't even remember but there was a big interception at one point um, or a fumble recovery one of those things there was a turnover was uh, in the fourth quarter there for for the Bears and even then Tua had two shots to close out the game like just close it out just get the touchdown two shots you're done there's plenty of times on the clock but you get the touchdown the, the game was over and both times. No, nothing, nothing. Uh, you know, they, they, fourth, fourth and five, whatever. They couldn't get it going, couldn't get it done. Like nothing, like with Tyreek and, and, and Waddle, like, like when something actually mattered, right? Dolphins could put up 35 points, and one of them I think was an actual defensive touchdown. I think that was the last one probably, or one of those. But either way, that, that was what was going down. The Bears had a shot at winning the game. And they got bailed out by the refs. It was over after that. So I'm just, I I don't, I still don't see it. I still think, yes, the Dolphins did good. I'll tell you this. The Dolphins did good. And getting Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, uh, well, they drafted Jalen Waddle, but getting Tyreek as well and pairing them together and having the two fastest guy in the NFL who can catch whatever two is throwing, no matter how underthrown it is. Uh, that's what's going on. Um and so, yeah, he's done well in the system. Uh, uh, Freaking uh, Mike McDaniel's drawing out plays for the most part, getting into open field. That's basically the philosophy right now. Just get the receivers to open field. They got two fastest guys. They're going to find open field for the most part all over the place. And to us, throw, I mean, sure, fine. But I, I don't think it's it. I, I will, we're going to head into December. Actual meaningful games. In their division, right? They got San Francisco, all these other teams. Like, right now, this is the easiest part of the schedule. This is the easiest part of the schedule at this point. All right? They got to uh, – I think they, they face the Packers. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will care by then. I'm not sure. But they, they, they got some actual games against actual teams coming up. And we're going to see what happens there, right? Because by then, I think the Bills will have all of this shit. They're going to be pissed off that they already lost a game to the Jets and to the Dolphins. So they're going to try and win the second games for sure. Like, it, they'll get it going hey, as long as Josh Allen's is there. So there we go. Anyways, that, not it. Still ain't it. All right? Petty Chain rolls on. 
Let's go. Uh, so we did that. Dolphins game. Next is... Uh, gosh, man, this thing always reverts back. Uh, <laughs> let's stop in Arizona. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Geno Smith, uh, MVP at this point. <laughs> give it give it to him. Just give it to Geno. Cowards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, you know you know who we should also give MVP to? Maybe when he's only been back for three games. DeAndre Hopkins has put in some fucking work, man. Well, I mean, Adam. he can only do so much, now can he? Yeah, I mean, might as well just have him, uh, you know, you throw know. that ball. <laughs> I, I love him. No, I, no nobody. I don't. There's very few people who dislike DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, you know who so, dislikes DeAndre Hopkins? Every Houston Texan. <laughs> well, that's not their fault. That's not his fault. <laughs> you know, Bill Billick mm. over there in the corner, just yeah. doing that work. Anyways, uh, bring me up them Car- Kyler Murray's trash stats, buddy. See, let's see, Kyler Murray, uh, 25-35 for 175 yards and two uh-huh. touchdowns. $230 million, baby, guaranteed yeah. for 130 yards. They yeah. mm-hmm. scored 21 points when two of those came out of nowhere. Yeah, because they were... They, the, the... And Charles understands that he ran for 60 yards, but you don't pay Derrick Henry. 250 million dollars guaranteed right mm. right yeah. thank you you know lamar better make so much fucking money oh yeah i'm just saying yeah he ran for that but compared to lamar or josh allen you know yeah yeah even even tua <laughs> even tua tua who, but, who ran a lot as well. well you know and part look there's always partial blame because here's the thing if it was all on one guy he wouldn't be the starter that that's good logic i think you would agree with me with yeah but like cliff kingsbury and doing something james connor came back from injury wasn't there it's so weird to say this, but, you know, we don't know what that offense would look like to help out Hollywood Brown, so we have to kind of let that kind of go in. But Rondale Moore has not jumped up a little bit. The defense isn't really that good. That's another time they get blown up. Is it fair to say that you can keep Cliff, but you got to get rid of Steve Kime? These are weird debates that ownership will do, and then they'll make it awkward because Kyler is pouty. And I'll say that, and if he has a problem, come find me, bro. I'll just, you know, I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll get you a Call of Duty server and let's go. No, no I was going to say I would give him a little stool so he can see me face to face, but, yeah. you know, he's taller than me, too, which is funny because he yeah. doesn't look like it. Like, I don't want to say I can well, fight anybody. He's in the my NFL. height, so, right? So he's my height, so he's. I, I legitimately don't think I could fight anybody in the NFL. Kyler Murray is the one guy who makes me think I could probably go 12. Yeah, you do your boxing, whatever, you get, yeah. get in the same weight class, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it can happen. It can happen. All, you know, because I can get him angry mad. I can get him angry mad because all I gotta do is look at him just and just like spitting. All I gotta do is say this. I'm like, Battlefield Three is the best all time war shooter game, and he'll <laughs> fucking lose it. Yeah, he'll lose it. I'm like, Warzone's for punk asses, and yeah. he'll lose it. I'm like, you're a campy little sniper, camp, and he'll just. Too much I can of, get him. Too much of a fucking casual. He can't even use the keyboard and mouse. Yeah, a, it's he's, kind of gaming PC. <laughs> uses the controller. Oh yeah, in a, in Kyle's a that guy who. He has his initials emblemed on his thing. That's that's what his parents got him for. He's on FaZe Clan. That's what he's on right now. I can't. Fucking a. I don't dislike anybody as a person. You know, actually, I dislike Deshaun Watson as a person. But, like, Kyler makes it too easy. But my harp on Kyler has not been him as a human being. No. It's my just... harp on Kyler has always been, like, I don't see it. Yeah. And everybody's telling me I should see it. And that's always been my problem with any sports because when I actually watch your games mm. and I don't see the talent that people tell me it's talent, it's stupid. It's kind of it's kind of like voting. <laughs> you should vote for this candidate. <laughs> I don't like anything about what they're giving you, but yeah. he's going to change us. I don't believe in anything they're doing, but you should vote for them. 
but no. You saw that Larry David thing I said, you right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I kind of wanted Andrew here because I, I don't pre-plan segments, but sometimes I know where the pettiness is going to take me. And I, I feel like that would just... Uh, poor Andrew. This is a Andrew, we love you segment. Yeah. Um, the shit that he deals with. I was hoping he'd be to join me in that rant too, man. Sheesh, I was ready to tag team that. Oh yeah, because I don't think I'm intentionally mean sometimes or rant, but the response that he said yesterday, mm. <laughs> or what he said, and then my response, which wasn't bad at all, but oh, it tagged gosh. a conversation with Pryor. I was like, oh, my poor guy, I, my I kinda, poor dude. I, I know. That's why I like. I know what I'm getting myself into with you. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah let's you know, we keep it to something. All right. Anyways, all right. So that was the Cardinals game. Let's 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 go on to come on man why, why is this why is this like this uh, I keep mixing this stuff up anyways let me go back here uh, back so that was the Cardinals game all right Charles we're not talking. oh are we gonna go that one well, well, I didn't watch I, I didn't watch the Ravens Saints game uh, so well, this is my uh, second on yeah that. Pay, Ravens pay. And Saints yeah so the Ravens won pay, pay, pay Lamar yeah yeah pay Lamar pay, yeah man's literally winning uh, with a rookie tight Ravens end not, as yeah, his lead guy exactly exactly. And then, and then the Bucks beat the Rams. There was that Good for Tom. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I watched <laughs> I watched the second half of this game with you. I watched the entire fucking yes. game. Yes, <laughs> I watched the second half of this game with you. And I think my my my, my response to you because I hadn't really seen it. Like we haven't I haven't really seen a Titans game. Like I've seen it like earlier in the season. But I haven't seen the Titans game, and I was just like, "What is this play calling?" <laughs> and I literally, and I, and was I not candid and honest in preparing you in this? <laughs> was I not candid and honest in every single bit and a basis and everything like that? I'm like, is this 1995? <laughs> and and uh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me preface something. I apologize to you and to Andrew for the slew of commentary that came out. For all of for all the, the reaction gifts, for the statements, for all of the stuff that I said, the insults that came out that were plenty, because it was an onslaught that was never ending. This was the game that I have talked about. What we're nine weeks into the season. This is the game that I talked about that was the perennial seminal example of a Tennessee Titan offense. We do not look good on paper. We have beaten teams that, you know, are not truly tested and battled. You're in the AFC South. And we're in the AFC South. And when we get the team, and we frustrated the hell out of Kansas City, and Jeffrey Simmons, on, on the bottom, on behalf of Titan Nation, if I can say that as a representative, and I don't think you want me as a representative, I'm going to give you a representative. I'm sorry that your head coach has brainwashed you and everybody else to make it seem acceptable that you had to be out there for like 70 pass plays of Patrick Mahomes alone. That's how many he had to run like 60, man, just for him to get 20 points that your defense played exceptional. I'm sorry. And I apologize to national TV audience. Not that we screwed the pooch. We probably gave you a game that said, damn, Kansas City with the right matchup does not look good. So you're welcome. I'm sorry that you had a coach who literally does not know how to win, but knows how to lose very well. And I understand that Mike Vrabel was coach of the year last year. I understand that Mike Vrabel has had an excellent record as coach. This was a man who 
what you know when they went for on the last field goal to make it 17 i was like i was like go for four go for the touchdown what do you have to lose you yeah. know coming into it because that defense was going to be gas so you have to play the numbers game derrick henry did fine and, and then and, they had a and a more uh even in credit to like guys like mike mcdaniel and stuff like and I, a coach that is into like you know sabermetrics and all that type of stuff would know that in that situation you probably should have gone for it <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sorry. Statistically for speaking, I'm sorry for Malik, Malik Willis because we're looking at those stats and they make it seem like on him. I watched the entire game. You're only throwing 16 times because of the fact that you, your your philosophy is always to run the ball. Once yeah. again, they ran the ball three times, yeah. and I want to see Malik run it more. God but bless Derrick Henry. The he- I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give it to him. I was I was exactly. running too hard on it. You know, yeah. I guess he requiring did too. a win, especially in this, like that, that would have been too much. But I wanted someone to care more than me. <laughs> That's what it was. And he ran a lot, and we have to make him easy. But it, it's that shit that drew me up because this is partially on Mike Rabel. This is also partially on John Robinson feeding the brain. Because when you look at our receivers, bud, Uncle Wakaroku, I can't say yeah. his name. That was a screen thing, but he's our big old tight. Yeah, that's our big old tight end. I got the stats here. So. There is no other receivers right now because Traylon Burks, our first yeah. round, was on the IR. And they Robert showed Woods the graphic. Is... They showed the graphic comparing your your, your top two yeah, receivers to, to AJ meant Brown. to replace AJ Brown. And uh, yeah, Nick Akina Westbrook is not even really a true number two. The guy's really like a three four, but because of necessity, three. And so like. We didn't make a trade for anybody. I wanted Denzel Mims. I was like, let's take a flyer on the guy, right? Probably get him pennies on the dollar. And this is the problem when you don't shore up your team. How? Because I, I'll be honest with you, Francisco. You put Ryan Tannehill in that position. I think you get the you same know, score. You, know, you get the same score. You know how? You know what the Titans are? They're like the Colorado Rockies, where they're they will do enough to make you think they're going to be competitive, but really they're cheap. I, I can't even say that. I'm gonna I'm just gonna give you a more understandable modern day vibe if you want to go on mm. baseball for it. Yeah, or, ba- or another sport, you know. Yeah, well, well, I'll keep it with baseball, but I won't name teams, and you can find it. It's the team that gets all hitters and no pitching. Ah. You know, because you built up everything on your defense and your offensive line and your runners, <laughs> or the but Marlins, you did basically all, all the Marlins, yeah, no hitting. But that's fair. But you didn't build any receivers. And I'm not saying you had to get the best receivers. I'm not saying that every receiver needed all that Devontae Adams money. But you didn't draft anybody um, coming into it. Kyle Phillips is on the uh, IR. You know, Traylon Burks is on the IR. So are two guys that we did draft are out. You didn't make any trades for anybody. Really, you couldn't get Denzel Mims for a fifth-round pick? Seriously? I mean, he would not learn that offense. But something we were throwing to Cody Hollister. And I saw one of those throws that he wasn't even looking at the ball. And Malik will make his mistakes. And... I, but that's that's the problem I'm telling you, man. Is some people like they'll blame it on Malik. I'm telling you right now, Tanny could have been in that game. The score stays the same, and yeah. that is my issue with it. Is because of how ass backwards you have decided to make this, and I hate it so much. Do I hate it? I hate this masturbatory celebration or celebratory masturbation of 1972 November 8th football. It is not good because, yes, you beat teams, but exactly what happened happened. Your clock control only works. I'm telling you. Passing yards to 57. Mahomes had to throw it 60 times. 
I am not exaggerating. And what happens is the long run is fine, but when you have to do the dig, everybody was gas. Juju was getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey was getting the ball. And, you know, your corners, everybody is tired because you're out there longer. And it is just ridiculous. And it's like, we're going to get into the playoffs. Declaratively, I'm saying that right now. And you're winning that we, division by default. Yeah. We might not be the people that you want to play in the first round because you might not be ready. Yeah, but we have not a grindy playoff football game in the wild card round. Then yeah. we would get. Yeah, we would probably get the seventh seed, mm-hmm. and I can't even tell you who. Well, no, is. you're gonna win the division, so you're gonna one of those top. You're gonna get a home game, in that, in that first round. Yeah, that's right. Because the first number, the one seed gets the bye, and right. because remember we were the number one seed last year, so I don't, I didn't really pay attention to the metrics of it. Yeah. But matchup wise, ooh, buddy, you give us the Bengals, we're fucked. Yeah. You give us the Ravens, the Chargers, maybe, maybe. Oh, I, I think Dolphins. We could get the Dolphins. Yeah. That, that's the oof. I be because the Dolphins are basically going to do what just happened to us. Because you're not going to run with Mostert. No, yeah, Jeffrey Simmons will eat him up, eat him up. But it, it, it's very just you know petty. But this is the disappointing. I'm like a parent who like, what do you mean you got to? Uh, I'm the parent right now. Is like, what do you mean you got an F in English? You speak the damn language on the report card. That's <laughs> how it kill. feels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I, I don't know how you fix it. And I want to win, damn it, because the window is only for another two years. I'm telling you, the window is for another two years because we have too much front loaded money. There's a lot of guys who have to get paid. We already got rid of the best offensive player, not named Derrick Henry, and arguably, arguably, and this is going to sound sacrilegious. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But going to my head, if I had to keep AJ or Derek, I would have kept AJ because a good offensive scheme can always be bring in the right runner. That's what Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan taught me. And it works. And the Tennessee Titans are known for just running the ball. We had DeMarco Murray. We had Chris Johnson. We had Lendell White. You know, there's a lot of people who followed Eddie George. I'm just saying. And like, and I'm right. DeMarco Murray, one leading rusher. Uh, um, Chris Johnson, one leading rusher. We have... Um, Fucking, you know, I can't speak right now. Derrick Henry, one leading rusher. It is not impossible. You can plug and play guys. I'm just serious. But a wideout, not what people want to call a true number. Well, there's number one by default and there's true ones, but a guy who is special and we let that go because we want to hold, you know, I I know Vrabel didn't want him to go. Nice. I know Robinson wanted him to head out, but it was just one of those things where something's got to give. And if you really don't want a guy gone, then go. But one for 11 on third downs. They went eight for 19, and that's how often I throw. So that's a testament. And, you know, the problem is we lost the game that people picked us to lose, but it hurt because we felt like we could have won yeah. if we just broke from the mold a little bit. And what I tell people is, like, I don't want to revolutionize the style of offense. I want to modernize it. Yeah. Why were and, – and, and I'm going to leave it to this because we, we got yeah, into OT. When we got into o, – before we got into OT – the first was a run, and then it was a pistol formation. Why are you even wasting for a pistol formation, which leaves the gaps open for guys to talk to you? And just why didn't you just go in a shotgun? Mm-hmm. Screw it. Why didn't you just go for screens with Derrick Henry? I know Dontrell Hilliard is faster with his hands. I have seen Henry take a screen and run it home. Mm-hmm. You take those chances. Because what's going to happen? Malik loses the game for us by throwing a pick. The guy ate two sacks in a row. I, I this is this is you got an F in English, but just speak the damn language disappointment. Yep. But this is a train wreck. Uh, but, but the choo choo petty train survives for another another day. That's it. Yep, that's that's the yeah, that's where we're off the train. The train is gone now. Uh and uh, well, here's some good news. Uh, Sonic Sonic Frontiers does have two modes. 
Got a, on PS5, if you want to know. Yeah, performance mode, which will get you 1080p, 60 frames. All right. What? Why the hell am I playing 1080p on Ramona? You know, and you got the the resolution mode, which will give you 4K, 30 frames. All right. So I have no choice but when I get it to get it for the Switch then. <laughs> the Switch. But that's is, what you're telling me. Switch is 720p, 30 FPS on both handheld and docked. No, oh, I'll, they... go, I'll go fuck myself in the corner then. <laughs> Uh, that's upsetting because i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm on my because i had a i'm gonna I had get the bail mods out. once they get going to help that performance on this on yeah the you see i had to bail out from uh splatoon because i knew we were coming to the cage yeah. and so i was just watching the sonic frontiers experience on the switch and like it can go either or and look i, I have legitimately no problem with any game going at, at a hard 60 fps it does make a difference on certain things but at 1080p i'm like i'm just playing my switch right because essentially i'm just playing a high-end you know ps4 game yeah. well all right Let's do it. We're at two uh, hours and 12 minutes. You're good. And we can keep it to a short cage um, to a degree because it's a pay-per-view review and then also two comments. Right. Welcome, everybody, your weekly Truplex to Cage with Charles. Full disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It's a stage fight. It's a song and dance about men and women chasing championships, establishing their legacies, trying to beat the holy hell out of each other, and then just try to stray away from the legacy of Vince McMahon. Unfortunately, sometimes we make dumb decisions when we're booking to lead us back to the realm of eventsness. So comments to keep it short on the cage because uh, Francisco and I had a very long discussion on gaming, so we, the cage can survive on a brief note. AEW, the Elite might be coming back. Full gear is in two weeks, I think. And then so I think the next show is when we're going to do the full gear breakouts, November 19th. So probably either the next show or the following show will go to the full thing. That's AEW's one of bigger pay-per-views. Could be exciting, could kind of be boring. They're doing a world title tournament eliminator. Um, we know Moxley and MJF are going to be main eventing it. They're going to have some other stuff too. Yay for them. We'll go and see where that takes us. New Japan, things are happening. TV titles tournaments happening. I haven't given much interest into it because I hate, I, I hate that TV title. It looks ugly. I get where they're coming from. It does not look bueno. And what do we like? francisco things are bueno um you know and we go from there and then impact people leaving people coming back um so we we see how it takes us so let's go to wwe there was a pay-per-view it was crown jewel there was matches that i thought could have been good and this is the third full pay-per-view under under the Triple H administration. I don't really count SummerSlam too much because the stories and everything were kind of leading into it. And I'll, I'll tell you now, overall, to me, the pay-per-view was a C. But for a Vince McMahon comparison, Vince's pay-per-view probably would have been a D. So this is good to a degree, but there was a lot of head-scratching finishes, and we're going to kind of shit on a couple of things. Can we do that? We're going to do it. They started with Bo uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Um, the meat slapping meat. And it started out the way I like it, meeting on the meat slapping meat kind of stuff but it ended like they were telling some stories with bobby attacking brock's knee brock was angry and then the finish though was kind of kind of goofy kind of goofy because what happened was bobby had brock in the hurt lock and remember they met a royal rumble and then bobby won that one so he had him in the hurt lock he was running through and then brock couldn't escape you're hearing him talk, and then he ran up to the turnbuckle with Bobby to lock him and then pushed him back for momentum and got the three count. Bobby was irate, beat the shit out of Brock afterwards, kind of starting the heel turn because he's frustrated with Brock. And then, you know, Brock won one. So now we have one-to-one -one 
maybe they meet at WrestleMania. I would be for it. You can have more time, but this is one of those big O event pay-per-views. And what you're saying is Charles is the Saudi Arabia pay-per-views, not big events. They are. However, they're not the big four pay-per-views because Triple H is going to look to get rid of money in the bank. So we're going to eliminate that from the topic conversation. So that match could have been better, but I enjoyed it for what it was. The women's tag team match I thought was awful. And there was people who liked it. And I felt like the chemistry was kind of off. Damage Control versus Alexa Bliss and Asuka for the Women's Tag Team Championship. There, there was like people setting up for spots and waiting. And it, it, it just wasn't my thing, man. I don't know what felt off about it. They kind of seemed like there was no chemistry with people going on. And then, of course, Damage Control won. And here's the problem, man. They lost the titles on Monday. So it was the point of them losing the titles on Monday. And then when they hear and they won because Nikki Cross came in and interfered uh, to hit her finisher on Alexis Bliss. And then it's like, poof, you know, one, two, three. Because they're setting up for war games. They're throwing it down our mouth that they're going to have war games. And I couldn't be less interested in war games. This feud has really been building since August. And it's lost steam. And partially it's lost steam because Bailey keeps losing to Bianca. More on that in a second. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross steel cage match. It had the old timey kind of effect of what I liked in the old school wrestling cage matches. And then once again, Drew won because Scarlett interfered and locked the cage door. But Drew was like, well, you feel like a cage door. I'm just going to climb up. And he climbed over it. And she tries to unlock the cage to get Karen out there. And Karen was a little slow to the draw. And she's always interfering. Remember, Cross was fired. Came back. He was H's like baby in NXT, treated like a god, came onto the main roster, abused by Vince in the worst ways, mm, got fired, came yeah. back, and if you can't give him a clean win against a big name, I understand Drew can't take a loss either, but something's got to give. Who has more of ability to reestablish the credibility? The guy who's kind of been doing it pretty well the last couple of years or the guy who just came back on a flyer? And that's why you should have had carry and like win clean my guess is they'll finish it off at a smackdown instead of a pay-per-view where drew loses to carry and just build from there and then maybe we get drew and walter at some point which or gunther which would be great but it wasn't a bad it wasn't really a good look for cross so i felt bad for him to a degree moving on oc the club aj styles carl anderson luke gallows versus judgment day finn balor damian priest and dominic mysterio I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match. It was a nice little taste test of what I want at Survivor Series, which is Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. Two phenomenal performers. AJ Styles is the phenomenal one. We love him. He can get a five-star match out of me if I wrestled. Um, him and Finn go back because they Finn was the original leader of the Bullet Club, and then AJ was the second leader of the Bullet Club. And what's so weird for me, man, is the fact that they're mentioning all these other factions from other organizations now because Vince doesn't even acknowledge the other organizations' promotions. But I'm just like, I don't care. Say that they're Bullet Club champ, uh, Bullet Club people. Say that Carl Anderson is currently the never openweight champion for um, New Japan. Have fun with it. It's so weird, but it makes sense because what they're doing, I feel like, is Hunter is treating the other promotions the way you treat soccer, like La Liga and all that stuff. It's the same player just going to play for all these different teams. I'm borrowing a transfer work up. That's what it feels like. And that's kind of cool. Wrestling has a connected togetherness. I don't need a super show. I don't need a forbidden door, but I need you to acknowledge the logic. Match was good. The final eight minutes of it was just AJ and Finn, and then Rhea interfered, and then Finn pinned AJ. And you know that feud's not over. So I'm looking forward to it. And it's not over because on Raw, they went at it again, and Rhea is a female wrestler. Well, Hunter brought back Mia Yim, and Mia Yim is now part of the OC and Wage War, and good for Mia Yim. It's interesting because she's married to Keith Lee, who's over at AEW, so they could keep it separate and fine, or 
maybe you want to go work with your wife. I don't know. I think part of the reason, it's all speculation, of course, but part of the reason why it's a better advantage for Mia Yim um, at WWE than AEW is because I'm going to say right now, Tony Khan, even though we give him their props every now and then, their women's division is crap. They haven't done well enough to really shape it and make it focused. And I think part of that is just the same players playing. You got to rotate some people, but they don't even give them TV time or stories. And there's a lot of good talent on the AEW uh, women's division. I love Jay Gargill. I think she's, you know, everything that you want to build into a superstar. Britt Baker gets her love in there. Thunder Rose is injured. Tony Storm's around. She used to be a WWE, but she was cast off and fired as well. And then you have Willow Nightingale who's getting some momentum. There's talent, but I feel like it gets overstretched by Tony Khan having too many toys to play with, right? And that's wrestling. You were just making your own thing. But Judgment Day one, good match. Probably the second best match I saw. Braun Strowman versus Almost. It was a match. You know, Almost is very raw, very green. He's probably not long to be in that promotion forever, but but you saw two giants kind of beating the hell out of each other. And then Braun won with a power slam. Leave it be. Go for there. Almost talks too much in his matches. Too much trash talking. And sometimes if you're a giant, being a little intimidating by being silent helps out too. What do I know? I'm like five foot seven. Um, I can, I'm only tall in front of the children, right? And the midgets. And everybody else in between short people, whatever you call it. I don't know the proper words. I think Tyrion Lannister because I like Game of Thrones. So sorry if I offend anybody in that statement. And then we get to the – is that a – that's a good save, right? There you go. Then we get – Francis is like, Jesus, we're going to cancel. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm not Mitchell, man, whatever he is. Matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a tiny man. So yeah. you have the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes. Excellent match. Best match of the night. Second best match of the night. I'll, I'll revisit it. Very entertaining. I don't think the feud's over. I think they go to war games, but we'll see how it leads it there. Good tag team match. Then we have the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Last woman's standing match. I was looking through my phone throughout this entire match, and that's not a good thing. It's a spot fest. It's enjoyable. I like both women, even though Bailey, I feel like, is is still trying to find her groove as a leader of damage control. But my problem is, ultimately, they have met three times now. And they had met a couple times before Bailey tore up her knee. And Bianca won every single match. She won the clean match. She won the ladder match with interference from all the damage control and still won't find her friend. And then she won this match. What are we here for? How is this going to propel us to war games, man? How are you going to be a credible threat? I understand that your girls won the tag matches, but... You can't win the big one. So after three attempts, why are we still continuing the feud? What was the harm, really, man, of having Bailey win this title from Bianca in a last woman standing match, right? Nothing, nothing, because you're not even getting pinned clean. But Hunter probably wants Bianca versus Rhea. I want that match too. I ain't gonna lie to you. However, at the expense of what you want, what about what you currently have? That's sometimes a logic in wrestling. That's probably the most intellectual thing I've ever said about wrestling. And it's a world of non-intellectual comments that are made not just by me, but everybody in the inter- internet wrestling community. Yeah. But seriously, <laughs> but seriously, like there was a cool spot with a golf cart. So I'll give her that. There was a couple of scary botches. I wasn't crazy about it. Bailey did not go through the table correctly. Um, but I digress. Eh, I'm a match. And then we had the match that was pure sports entertainment. Um, it was a wrestling clinic, but there was wrestling in there, and that was Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. I don't know why people don't like Logan Paul. I, I don't – can I say this word? Dick ride? Social media influencers the way people did. I understand there's controversy with Jake Paul and him, like seeing dead people in the forest of Japan and laughing about it. They're dicks. I get that. Um, you know, so I, I, I get 
get it. But this is sometimes, unfortunately, a new generation that we deal with, that we have all this mass media consumption and our vanity gets to truly show and people propel off of vanity. And you guys have to understand that's a consequence that we've all created from Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and then all the other stuff. And we all subscribe to it in some way, form of another. Hell, we have an OnlyFans. But this match itself, there was something about it where Paul, I'm looking at him, and I think he could be a big player in the WWE if he went full-time. He does have a contract there, but he's probably like a spectacle. He's not going to be a guy who's wrestling on SmackDown or Raw going from there often. But if he puts like 15 more pounds of muscle on him, he, he knows how to work the energy of the crowd. And you know my opinion about wrestling. If you are dead silent and no one's even having an emotion for you, you failed. It's Shakespeare in the park, and you're doing your own stunts. And Roman is just so good as a trash talker. And this was really what should make you appreciate Roman as a champion because, and I felt that Drew should have won at Clash at the Castle, a clash at the castle, and he didn't. But Drew couldn't have this match with Logan Paul. You, you couldn't, you have to have somebody who touched both sides because wrestling doesn't have to be just flips and flops and then hammer fists. It can also be about, you know, bringing all the people and jaw jacking and getting that emotion and that energy. Instead of going, wow, you have that momentum of disbelief. And I don't like Jim Cornette at all, but he has this comment about wrestling where you know how a fight ought to be when you see a little guy versus a small guy. And, you know, really the big guy should beat the shit out of the little guy. But then what happens is when you're telling the story, you're telling the idea, you're telling the David and Goliath, you're building into it. And then you get that idea that, hey, maybe that little guy could win. I'm going to pay the five bucks to see how they win. That's the same thing of how you equate this match because Logan's whole premise was one punch is all I need. One lucky shot. Who's not to say that I'm the guy who could do it? And they really kind of generated that story around it. It got a little too messy at the end because you had Logan Paul's people come out and his brother came out and then you had the bloodline come out. And yes, I was going, we the ones with my finger when it was being raised as if Roman saw me, but maybe we have a special connection that we don't know about. <laughs> I I bought the shirt. I have a ma- I have the needle mover shirt and I have the We the One shirt. And I bought it for my paralegal too because we're wrestling geeks and We the Ones, Derek. That's my shout out to you, bro. Um, but it, it is. You didn't see me, but if I was in virtual, you would see me raise the finger because I was too into this. But it is something that is a testament to Roman, where you can get a match that good out of somebody who's had only three matches of uh, experience. This is their match, but they both knew how to work the crowd. Overall, pay-per-view was a C because, you know, if I'm looking through my phone, if I'm going, oh, this is so stupid of a booking for certain matches, um, it wasn't mean I was happy. Was I disappointed? No, but I'm glad I waited the next day to watch it so I could fast forward through the promos and then through the um, the intros. I could just get straight to the point. Sometimes there was a benefit to it. And then last night at Raw, um, crazy stuff happened. There's a lot of bad reviews on what happened at Raw, and I'll, I'll keep it brief. So, Seth Rollins is your United States champion. I think he should be a guy who dethrones Roman. Screw it, but that's just me. But he's the U.S. champion. He holds an open challenge. Bobby Lashley's coming out to challenge it. And then Austin Theory comes out. Now, Austin Theory is your current Mr. Money in the Bank. Who was Mr. Money in the Bank? What's the purpose of them? To cash in that briefcase for a title shot at any time that you want against the current world champion. Well, for the first time ever, the title was being cashed in on the U.S. championship. And not only did Austin try to cash it in, he lost. So it was a failed cash. And Austin was like um, Vince's final like go at a prodigal son concept or prodigy, uh, prodigal child. And Hunter took it over. And some people were saying that Austin's buried and some people were saying he's not buried. It's a bad look either way because I don't, I don't know why you can just have him try to attempt it on Roman and then fail. But you have it on stories that don't make, make sense. And it, it brings up two points of importance. One, Roman isn't on TV enough 
and that's why that thing had to be you know cashed in but granted you can cash it at any time but there's rumors about hunter wanting to change the vision of the money bank briefcase um and then two but more importantly raw desperately needs a world championship remember it was originally brock and then roman beat him to unify the titles but you don't know if it's unified or if it's just two of the same titles it's not just the undisputed universal heavyweight championship before it was WWE heavyweight championship and universal championship but you have it's trying to treat the u.s title to be bigger than what it is and i like the u.s championship as a lore in history but is that a world championship and you create it upon yourself so you're not going to end the brand split right you gotta have everybody fight you out with your networking but i feel bad for theory the guy is 25 or 24 he's gonna have a long life ahead of him and then maybe they can create new characters for him and he can create his own character. His his ring work is actually near impeccable. It's very good. People who don't like him just hate him to hate. And that's my problem with wrestling fans, man. I got to tell you, the one thing that really bothers me with him is like you are so like up in your ways of being obstinate about what you like and what you don't like that you can't acknowledge the actual talent in front of you. Stop that. Get over it. Let's just all enjoy wrestling. Um, stop that right now. You know, you got an F in English? What is this? Um, but I feel bad to a degree because I feel like it halts his momentum a little bit, but it really kind of tells me what are we gonna do now we don't we know war games is happening and that's on november 26th so there's two pay-per-views we got this month um for wwe and then for AEW that we have to build up but it was an interesting note because it was the first time someone tried to cash in on a mid-card title and failed and it really like hurts i would rather he try to cash in on the world championship on a random smackdown when he tries to make an attack on roman and try to have a tv match or something and then there was interference and it's canceled there's better ways to create it and that's the problem too with wrestling when you take out the performance wise and you go into stories man if you go and say i would have booked it like this better we hold on to that and i hold on to that because it's the same way of like adapting a movie or a book or a video game onto the big screen you know a tv show book or video game you're like i would include this i would have done that i would do this and you really take out the you you're not nitpicking for enjoyment anymore you're nitpicking because you thought the the quality of the product was that low and you can't have that happen um or else you know not everybody gets the opportunity to redo little women for the fifth fucking time in hollywood i don't understand how that movie gets made five times even though i've heard the current one's very good i haven't had the chance to see it i'm a little bit of a cinephile just so you guys know um unlike you know other things like an audio file like laszlo uh and what we do in the shadows and that's all i got for you this week on the cage see i brought it all together all righty okay so yeah that's that's it so we're at two and a half hours so i think we should just end it all right yeah that's fun bye everybody take care Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>